Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Cricket Show. 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 To call in 151-560. Okay. Uh, pleasant good evening to all the wonderful listeners around the world. You're listening to the Cricket Show. On line with me is Dennis. Good afternoon to you, Dennis, and how are you, my brother? Good afternoon to you, Leon, and uh, good afternoon to our viewers, and welcome. And uh, note, we would certainly appreciate uh, all participants to come in, listen, call in, and be part of the show. Well, we have just brought in Murchis. She usually is with us. I fancy that she will want to just say hello to you as well. Good evening to you, Murchis. Okay, she is obviously not... Uh, vocal, so let's go right ahead. Well, it's a wonderful evening in my neck of the woods. How is it, how is it with you in your area? Well, right now, Leon, we're we're on a heat watch. You know, we're about to bake out here in Southern mm-hmm. California, where we've had a lot of uh, drought for the past several years, and this year is no different. The forecast temperature here right now is about 110, at least up to 110 degrees. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty warm without the air conditioning running. Okay. I pity you, and it's all not as warm as you are experiencing, but we do have some overcast clouds, and we had some rain earlier today, and we hopefully this forecast for tomorrow is going to be similar. And we are grateful for the, um, the showers of blessings because we have had some very, very hot, hot days in the past week or so. But without no further ado, let us go right into the, the prayer. Just to let you know that Audley is running a little late. He won't be in until uh, later in the show. So we are here alone. And, of course, we just want to say hello to all the wonderful people out there in Radio Land again. And before, without no further ado, let's give God thanks for his being able to give us the privilege to operate yet another show. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening. We thank you for all the mercies you have allowed us to do another show. We are grateful for all your kindness over the years. And we pray that you'll just continue to bless us. That this show go on without any interruptions whatsoever. And we pray that you'll just bless each and every one who is participating in the show this evening. Bless the ones who are coming in later on. Bless the ones who have helped us financially and support us morally. Bless each and every one who is indeed a lover of sports and may join us later this evening. And trust that you let this show go on without any interruptions whatsoever. We just pray especially for this, the ones who are ill, my dear wife Eunice, Dr. Leroy Lashley, Connie Whitley, Ellie Matt, Everett Carter, Oliver Solomon, Murchis Nisbet, El Comido Willett, Wentworth Francis, Dennis Kelman, Silma Cornelius, Ralston Otto, Joseph Guntrop, Willis Daniel, and Mona Daniel, Fillmore Hallpike, Dr. Roger Brown, Earl Stevens, and all the others who have not expressed their concerns, Lord. We just pray that you'll just heal them, bring them back to their normal selves, and pray you'll just let them survive to continue the work that you have put them here to do. 
Nor least we ask in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. We just want to say how much we appreciate you for being with us, Dennis. And I hope that all goes well in your neck of the woods in terms of your family situation. Everything is okay from your end. I'm uh, quite happy to be here with uh, with you on the show today, um, Leon. And my family situation, well, right now, you know, my, my mom's in the UK right now, and she's, well, I shouldn't say right now, because she lives in the UK, but mm-hmm. she's a little bit under the weather, so we're constantly having to stay in touch to make sure all mm-hmm. is going well, but as for that, the rest of the family is doing well. Yeah, in what part of the UK, may I ask? Because I... Uh, my mom is in London. Uh, oh, in London. London, okay. I have a, yeah, a number so, from... Because it's in London. In London, an area called an area called Wood Green. Wood Green, okay. I don't know that so much, but um, I just talk to my my cousins in London um, from time to time. Keaton, Hyacinth, Matthew, and Yolanda Matthew. Those are relatives of my father. But that, that being the case, but I did relay a message to Connie for you. You you said you want a poem. But unfortunately, yes. she's not able to come on this evening. But we'll play something else for her, for that she, some of the work she has done a little later on. And we hope you'll like it as well. But I'll make sure that I'll get a copy of the poem for you in some future day. That, but right today, she definitely cannot come on, she says. That, that is the important part of it, too, if I can get a copy. Because I really liked and enjoyed and appreciate so much the work that she's done there. And I find it very incredible, something that should be published and broadcast for the world to hear because she's a very talented lady. Yes, she's very talented. And uh, I, 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 she brought tears to my eyes when she did, did one for my, my son when he died. And she, she just composed one which was so, so thrilling, but she didn't want to have it published. She's, she's sometimes like that, don't want to. Broadcast. I have to be pushing her to let her say, put these things out there, you don't know who will see them. But let us get right into the meat of things. Uh, so we'll start off this evening with the West Indies versus South Africa. And what a dismal display it was. West Indies. What? Yes, well, let, let, let's go to the outline. We'll discuss it in the brief time. Go, we have a little time. Um, West Indies winning the toss and decided to bat. They were dismissed for 97, and South Africa, in return, scored 322. West Indies, when asked to bat again, when they turned to bat again, was dismissed for 162. South Africa winning the air by an innings and 63 runs. Some good news, on the other hand, though, is that the CWI, they are lauding two legends who have been inducted into the ICC Hall of Fame. And those ones are Sir Larry Constantine. Did you hear about Sir Larry Constantine? I'm sure you did. And, of course, Desmond, I... Desmond Haynes is the other. And a little later on. In the show, we'll tell you the ones who have, um, maybe I should do it right now, Sir Kirtley Ambrose, Joel Garner, Lance Gibbs, Sir Gordon Greenwich, Sir Wes Hall, George Headley, Michael Holden, Rowan Kanai, Brian Lara, Sir Clive Lloyd, 
and Clyde Lloyd and who is the other one? The Clyde Lloyd, maybe we should Clyde Lloyd, sir. Sir Clive. Let me go over the list again. Sir Sir Kirkley Ambrose, Sir Joel Ghana, no, Joel Garner, Lance Gibbs, Sir Gordon Greenwich, Sir Wes Hall, George Headley, Michael Holden, Rowan Kanai, Brian Lara, Sir Clive Lloyd, Malcolm Marshall, I thought he was knighted posthumously. Sir Vivian Richards, Sir Andy Roberts, Sir Gary Sobers, Courtney Walsh, Clive Walcott, uh, Sir Everton Weeks, and Sir Frank Worrell. Those are the other West Indians who were inducted into the Hall of Fame. So question here, um, Leon. No. Is it the Oh, 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 no, oh, 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 Let's go through everything one time and we'll come back because we, we want the public to see, hear everything first. And now at the end of it, because we're going to have some time. So right. cricket scores, England. There's a result in the England-New Zealand match, the, first, the second test match, England all out for 303 in their first innings. And the second innings, they were routed for 122. New Zealand replied with 388 all out and 41 for two, which means that New Zealand won the second test match by by eight wickets. India really going to be touring England, playing five match series August the 4th to the September the 14th. Australia. Are going to be touring the West Indies starting with July 9th and will go until the 24th of July. They will be playing three ODIs and five T20s. And I got that twice. And the Hunters, we talked about that. And Sri Lanka will be touring England and they will be touring England from June the 18th to July the 4th. And they will play in three. T20s, three ODIs, and three T20s. Pakistan are touring the West Indies as well. They will be playing two test matches, two T20s, and starting July the 27th and August the, to August the 24th. And, of course, we have a number of uh, matches uh, going to be going on. We'll, we'll go into that a little later. And of course, the T20 blast is in full swing. We will indeed tell you more about that later. Caribbean Premier League, we have the full squads. And the ICC Test Championship, you know what date that's going to be on the 18th of June. That is next Friday. And one test match, June 18th to June, June the 22nd. England, uh, India are coming up against New Zealand for the championship. And Holder, he is still um, adapting after losing his test captaincy. And what that means is Holder was once the captain of the West Indies, and now he is He's saying he's trying to adapt. I don't know what that means, but whatever it is. (laughs) And the International ICC Council, they clarified the ruling for that... that, um, Test match, New Zealand tour in England, of course. We just bring you that up to date, and we have the Western squad. So, 
in, in short, that's what I have so far, and then you had something to raise. Why don't you go on right ahead? Uh, first of all, I was going uh, to ask about the Hall of Fame. How old yes. is that? Okay, yes, let's go back. Go ahead. As you were saying, yes. the Hall of Fame. It, 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 the reason why I, I, I'm asking how, how old this Hall of Fame um, has been, or how long it's been set up, is the fact that Sir Leary, Constantine, and George Edley is only now being inducted. Yes. I mean, it, yes. It, 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 if this had any age to it, the Hall of Fame, then they should have been inducted uh, long before I even was there. Yeah, but it, it depends on who who nominate them and so forth. You know, if no one nominate them and they are then approve, you know. So these are only the West Indians, you know. And they have others that are inducted as right, well. So, right, but you see, yeah. the, same, the, same, the same way we have all It was long overdue, I agree. Mm-hmm. Very long overdue. My point. Long overdue. Yeah, long, long, overdue. long overdue. Yeah, the Salarian kind Constantine should have been that. The guy was, yeah. was um, he was knighted. He's one of the few people that was First knighted, one. you know, as a Trinidadian, yeah. you know. He yes, I don't you don't give knighthood, but I think he got this from the British, from from England. He got it yes. in England, so that yes. he still have the title. But as a, you know, as a, I don't know if he got it after he became a citizen living in England for a while, and then this he got it. But the point is, and I totally in agreement with you. It's long, long overdue. That guy was such a super all arounder. I don't know if you know some of his exploits. I didn't um, pull up the details of him, but from all reports, I heard that he was a, a wonderful, wonderful cricketer. Well, he, he was a lot earlier than my time, but I grew up hearing of the mighty legend that he was, and I came to appreciate how much he's, you know, as West Indian as, uh, you know, Aki and Saltfish or something of that nature. He's really... Uh, is a legend where it comes to early West Indian cricket. Indeed, yes, yeah. So, and um, what about Desi Haynes? Now, Desi Haynes has not been knighted by Barbados, but but his partner has has gotten been been knighted before. No, but he's in the Hall of Fame. But he um. His partner, in, uh, opening partner, has been knighted. And in the Gordon Greenwich. Gordon Greenwich, yes, indeed. I don't. They, they both should be. They both should be knighted together. I thought they would have gotten. He would have gotten a knighthood. What say you? Well, well I, I, I agree. I agree <laughs> that since most of the 1960s West Indians have been uh, so. Um, in, well, recognized, it appears to me that uh, Gordon Greenwich and Desmond Ainge really as a pair should certainly mm-hmm. not be separated in this way, but they should both be walking along the same street, basically. So maybe somebody's overlooked this and, and the name got dropped out of the hat, but uh, I, know, I think I it's over. Uh, you remember sometime he had some court uh, case with the West Indies Cricket Board. And, that um, I wasn't aware of. Yeah, remember when he was left out? He was playing in news in South Africa. And, ah. 
And when he came home, they, there was a ruling that you should play a number of first-class matches for your native, for, your, for Barbados or whoever country, whatever country you are, you are residing, you're from. And he did not come home in time, and, he, and they did not select him. And he, he took them to court, I think, and I don't know what was the outcome of the court, if it was settled out of court. But, but since then, I, you see, many times people are calling for him to be named batting coach and so forth. I can't recall that they have given him um, some defini- and definitive job with Western his team. Because in my view, he's one of the best batsmen I've ever seen. I saw him in 78 when he made a brilliant century against Australia, when Australia came to Antigua for the first time. So, I don't know. Sounds, if like, we have, Go ahead. sounds like we may have some uh, retaliation and sour grapes and uh, those kind of uh, childish... But that should, have been over with, that should have been over with long ago. I mean, they say... Considering, has, yeah. Yeah, considering his contribution to West Indies cricket, you know, I think I agree with you on that point, Liam. Yeah, because what 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 would it benefit them to to be holding? The guy has too much talent, and I noticed not in Barbados, uh, really, really using him up as a, a coach in their local team. I'm sure he has some valuable experience here to offer to players. Your final player will go individually to him, but. On the other hand, players would want to um, get information from him to help him. I think he did some work with Bradford. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's it's a long story, and I do, do hope that he cherished this, his induction into the Hall of Fame. And do you know that the that the USA has a Hall of Fame? And Jaitin is yeah. inducted into that. I don't know what what is the... <laughs> What is the how you you evaluate them both? I don't know any other well, country has. Uh, yes, I'm not aware of the uh, Hall of Fame being uh, widespread in in many cricketing circles. I know that the local organization out here in Southern California, the Southern California Cricket Association, I know that they have a Hall of Fame for local players who have contributed to the game and cricket in general out here in Southern California, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure how widespread it is, but I was delighted to see that uh, USA Cricket has adopted one because it is very important in this respect. Well, well, I, no, well I, I don't think it's the USA Cricket, no. It's, it's a group separate from the USA Cricket. Oh, it's a well, group, it's, yeah. And uh, Mr. I, Mike Chambers. Mike Chambers was one of the found, foundation members, I think, and uh, he was on our show some years ago, and um, mm. he he even wrote a book, and um, he asked us to send our, our, our um, biographies and so forth. So I sent a few people up, but and Jetsna was able to get on to that Hall of Fame for the work that she's doing doing in um, well, Tampa. No. Well, sometimes, you know, the lead has to come from the private sector, and this is the point. Mm-hmm. The administrators at Cricket United States will uh, cut the ball and uh, formalize this whole show that 
uh, cricketers in the United States who have made the game and helped to promote the game here is recognized for their years and contribution because it's necess- it's a necessary part of the game. Yes, indeed, then. Do you want us to touch the... the uh, I was going to wait until the, the group come on for them to give their, their views on it, and, but we can just go into... Go ahead. Go ahead. I can you tell you a story. Go ahead. Leon, I, I can tell you a story about some of, you know, my early influence, you know, development in the game. I mean, oh, at the time... Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the at the time I was age eleven, and uh, I was living in Jamaica. Uh, no, Freddie Truman, Freddie yes. Truman, and the team from MCC visited for a touring match. I remember that the team arrived in our country outpost via a helicopter. You know, as mm-hmm. kids, we were sort of uh, very sort of you know anxious and uh, really delighted because we hadn't seen too many aircrafts. We were impressed when the game started and Freddie Truman was the opening bowler. He waited for the crowd to hush, counted out his run-up mark. He turned, flipped his curls, and came thundering down towards the stump. He roared upwards and the right arm came down with the familiar whip-like action. Uh The striker, expecting a bouncer, was already in his ducking away defensive pose. Then the hush crowd and searched, but no one saw a cricket ball. Halfway down the pitch, there was Freddie, arms in the air appealing to the umpire. Two seconds later, Freddie dubbed the ball out of his back pocket and waved it to the crowd. The crowd roared with laughter. (laughs) Needless to say, the result of that game was no longer as important to me as an 11-year-old as the incident itself. You know, it's something I've lived with all these years. And, you know, even now in retirement, I forget. I, I, I seem to remember it as if it was just happening yesterday. And so there born my um, early, early, early admiration for Freddie Truman, what he, you know, was able to give to cricket in the early days in the West Indies. My goodness, that's, that's awesome. Uh, but I, I, got, I got one to share with you because... Um, I was living in Antigua, and I was on the sports council. And guess who was invited to, to speak to us? Sir Garfield Sobers. He came Sobers. to us. Mm. Yes, and uh, they commissioned me to take him around, to take him around uh-huh. the, the island. So I got my daughter, I, my first kid, dress her up, and, and I took her with me. And what a proud moment that was... Um, and I took her to, a, to um, a village named Seaview Farm. They were playing a match there, and I took him there, and my daughter, he held my daughter up. And my greatest regret, that I didn't have a, a camera to take his camera holding her. You know, to keep a photo of that. And I say, man, growing up, for so was, was my, my idol. I used to curl my um, my sleep my collar like him and walk sideways you know yes. he has that yes. traditional walk uh, the swagger I used to do that and um, to get an opportunity to take him around and I had just just bought a new Hillman I don't know if you you 
Remember those cars, yes, Hillman Minx? Yes, sir. They came yes, in yes, and yes. it's Scandinavian blue. I bought that car and I took him around and to see the people from the village, you know, when they saw Sobers in the car with me, you know, and when, the, when I pull up at the, the ball field and the, the cricketers are surrounded, I feel, I feel like I, I feel like out of this world. Here am I driving around to Garfield Sobers around. And uh, so that was my greatest moment. Uh, you missed you miss, you, you miss the Kodak <laughs> moment there. Um, yes, yeah. I did miss it. Yes, I did miss it. Yes, indeed, I miss it. <laughs> well, Audley's not going to be here for the... the, the um, Birthday hour, but um, he did not send me those th- things as well. But I will, we'll just go on uh, and make sure that we can fill something in, in between. Because what I'm going to do, I'm going to, at 6:30, I'm going to just go through the exercise, and when he comes in, we'll just give him, let him give those. But I want you to give our listeners the details about our guest who is going to be coming on at um, seven o'clock. Can you do that? Uh, our guest, I, I hear, is a uh, gentleman uh, by the name of Bavik Kotari, mm-hmm. and he is one of uh, the founding and influential uh, partners of the Midwest Cricket Academy. Mm-hmm. It's an academy out there in the Midwest that uh, deals with uh, the, the youth, and apparently mm-hmm. they have uh, used from the age of about seven, I think, right up to about, I think, 17. And it seems to be well-recognized, well-followed, and well-supported as well. You know? So I think it's one of these uh, academies that will benefit cricket in the United States because it's coaching the youngsters bringing them through the ranks, and uh, we're hoping to see that, uh, especially now with the advent of the T20 game in the United States where we're being recognized, that the youths of today can have something uh, to look forward to. And I give credit to Mr. Bavik and all those others who are along with him are part of the academy. So hopefully we will be able to have a long conversation with him later on. Yes, indeed, and Jatin is going to be honored with him as well. But can you share anything about our brother Mackenzie? I haven't heard from him. I just have a feeling that he's not too well. I can't speculate unless he says otherwise. I, to, I did speak to brother Mackenzie earlier this, this morning, and uh, he assured me that he is fit and ready and raring to go. So we expect to see him on the radio as per his uh, moniker. We will certainly see him on the radio this afternoon. So that I'm happy to say is some good news. Well, we're going to go through the the formula of um, getting the the birthday hour um, as well. So I'm going to play the birthday. Happy birthday. Yes, I'm going to play that happy birthday song around about 6.30. And then I'll bring you some... uh, a special that I, that Connie asked me to play for you. So, let's just do that a little early, because Audley's not coming here. Should he come in in time, I will get it together. And then we can go right into the meeting things until the others come in. Yes. 
Welcome and a good Thursday. Let's welcome our brother Virgil. Good evening to you, sir. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Francis. Good evening to all the panelists and good evening to all the listeners all over the world. Yes, indeed. And we have we we have a, uh, um, Dennis on with us, Dennis Seat as well, and um, we're going to give you the first opportunity to say your birthdays or any significant occasion that you want to celebrate? Mm, no, no. Bypass me for, for, for a little bit and then come back. Let me try to... Um, I'm trying to remember my birthdays. Yeah. How about you, Dennis? <laughs> Anything of consequence you'd uh, like to share? Yes, I have two birthdays coming up with not actually today, but uh, next week. On the uh, 17th, my uh, grandson, his name is... Uh, DJ or Darren Jr. He's he's born on the 17th of June, and uh, his dad Darren Darren Senior, his birthday is on the 18th of June. So we have I have two birthdays coming up: my son on the 18th and my grandson on the 17th of June, and uh, that's the birthday that I have for this particular week coming up anyway. Yes, indeed. We just want to just take the opportunity to wish them a happy birthday on that day when it comes. Now, Connie had asked me to play this for you, you know, Dennis. Yes, I'm all ears. You know, Connie was once, she was once, um, she was a, she carried a show with us here on but she wasn't able to continue because of her circumstances. But she did an intro to her show. So she said, why don't you play that for Dennis? Let him hear it. So it goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> 
A very warm welcome and a good Thursday evening. This February 12, 2015 at this 8 p.m. hour on the East Coast of the United States. To all of our listeners joining us over the airwaves, including the Internet, we want to thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Connie Whitley, and I'm inviting you to take this journey with me for one hour of our new show, Beyond the Boundary. Beyond the Boundary is a natural spin-off of the Cricket Show, hosted by the truly hardest-working man that I know, the famous Mr. Leon Francis. Leon Francis is soul power. Although Beyond the Boundary is a natural outgrowth of the Cricket Show, it is not a show about cricket. Instead, Beyond the Boundary is about everyday issues that affect the lives of everyone, This means we will be covering everything from relationships, do's and don'ts, how to get the most out of public education for your child or children, how I did it as a single mother, and we expect to cover health and wellness issues, including how the role of having fun impacts our health and well-being. And speaking of fun, we want to launch our new show, beginning with a show enough blast from the past, 70s style. So I intend to make this hour one really, really sweet ride. Sit back, relax, and let me take you on a fantastic ride for the next hour. Or even better, put on your dancing shoes and get ready to get down, get funky, get loose as we launch a 70s-style funky, funky party to get our awesome listeners all warmed up. Yes, well, that was her, her intro to her show, but she never lasted long because of her illness so we just want to praise her for that for that well i think we've the show and the others have we've lost a wonderful uh, opportunity to hear um this gold, lady with the golden voice and uh, i admire and i thank her so much for that and hopefully we'll be able to speak to her again at some point soon yes, okay well if the virgin is not ready i'm going to play the the one she did for me, because I just want to thank all the wonderful people who who hailed, hailed me up on my anniversary. Got a number of calls, a number of emails, and a number of kind wishes from everyone across the world. And let's, let's welcome Mr. Jatin, Jatin Patel. Yes, indeed, he's on. Good evening to you, Jatin. How are you, my brother? Yes, good evening, everybody. Yes, indeed, we we have and we have Dennis, of course. Thank you for coming on early. I'm just going to play a bit of what Connie, my niece, did for me last week. And my wife, you know, we celebrated our birthday. So let me just play it and then we'll go into the meat of things. It gives me great pleasure to introduce you to a friend of yours, Audley. A friend of Ivers, a friend of the world. My special niece. Connie! Oh, man. This is awesome. Get out of the cold in New York. Come on in, my dear. Oh, it's very hot now. Today was in the 90s. Very hot now. It's very hot and sunny here, but I I know your sentiments. This is a cold state. I want to say good evening to the entire panel, you guys, of the Cricket Show including my Uncle Leon, Iva, Audley, Simon, Virgil, Cardinal. And I know there's some new names that I'm not terribly familiar with. Dennis. Um, one is Dennis. 
Oh, okay. Well, I still want to say good evening to everybody, um, including those I'm not familiar with, so familiar with. And I'm back again. Full disclosure, my name is Connie, and my and I'm Leon Francis's niece. And my uncle Leon has an upcoming anniversary, people. And I wanted to take this time to say congratulations to you, Uncle Leon, and to your beautiful, mm-hmm. beloved wife, Aunt Eunice. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're going to be married for 53 years. And um, I pray that you have many more years to come with her. And because this is the cricket show, as a tribute to you, Uncle Leon, I want to take only a brief moment to give your audience a snippet of how you started out and have come to this point in your life and career. So Leon Francis, and he was born, as you know, in the Twin Islands of Antigua and Barbuda on the mainland of Antigua in a village called Alberta. And uh, he grew up in Little St. John Street in Point in Kansas Village and Craven Road in Otters. And Leon's education began at Point School, followed by Mrs. Hodges' school, and also St. John's Boys' School, where he was house captain for Washington. His secondary education was at Princess Margaret School. You know, Princess Margaret School is a school I also went to. And, folks, for, for your information, Princess Margaret School is what would be known in the United States as a school for gifted children. And he was one of three co-captains. <laughs> it's true. He's, uh, he was one of three co-captains of both cricket and football. And Leon is presently the founder of your online cricket show, sports show called The Cricket Show. And this show made its online debut August 2010. And he's a member of the Florida Sports Line as a statistician. So uh, I want to give another a bit of a career history path. He has worked briefly in Antigua at Bryson's Wholesale and uh, at Public Works Department, applied for and became an overseer at the Antigua Sugar Factory and lives at Donovan Estate in a manager's house opposite North Sound near Sir Vivian Richards Stadium. And he was promoted to senior overseer at the Carlisle. And uh, during Leon's entire education career path, he has simultaneously devoted his off-work time to both cricket and football. And in the early 1960s, he played football for Acme, and played cricket for both the Antigua Sugar Factory and the St. John's Cricket Club. And then Leon married his sweetheart in 1968, still married to the same love of his life to this day. And from 1974 to 76, he was elected to the position of Secretary of the Antigua and Barbuda Football Association. And from 76 to 78, he served as its president. And under his skilled leadership, the Antigua Football Association went on to win the cable and wireless tournament. They're here. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I'm not going to keep, uh, if, if I go on, we'll be here forever. But what I want to say is, despite his humble beginnings, through sheer tenacity and hard work, but also a deep love and commitment to the twin sports of cricket and football, Leon has not only proven himself to be one of the hardest working men around, but incredibly successful at the lifelong work he has devoted himself to. And Uncle Leon, again, I want to say happy anniversary to you and Aunt Eunice. I love you very much, and thank you for giving me this time to say so. Thank you. Oh, goodness. That, that brought tears to my eyes, and um, I have that recorded. <laughs> when you talk to me, you 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 uh, ask me these questions, and write them down, right, and remember them. My goodness, you are. Um, you are you know, I've been, I've been keeping this for you. I wanted, I wanted to give you a present, and I know that you are so devoted to to so this, this show. Is, this is this is enough. No, other, nothing could be better than this, I tell you. The world has heard it, and I am overwhelmed, not only with your clarity, with your with expression of love and kindness, and you know that you are one of my favorites, and I will never, ever forget this to the day. Leon, I also learned something new this evening. I didn't know that you are a precocious child growing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, and and you know what? Um, I know it's just because of your anniversary why why we have Connie. So it's a good mm-hmm. thing it's actually closer to next week. So that means she'll be back next week Sunday as well. Whee! Let's have her. Let's have her. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's awesome. I. I... Well, you know, I, I I love you guys, and um, I think you do uh, really good work. And um, I hope that you uh, all continue to do uh, good together, and um, and that your show continue to be a success. Okay, awesome. thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much, my dear. You're we have very Dad welcome. On. We have Dennis on. We have um, Ivor on. I don't know if they can speak. But um, yeah, we're trying to get. We haven't them. heard your we haven't heard your voice for a very long time, very very long time. <laughs> I'm so it's so welcoming. It's, it's, so, it's so welcoming. It's so welcoming. Oh, you have never uh, forgotten. Never forgotten. Oh, oh no! I tell you that for sure. Never forgotten. Uh, no. It's, hi, it's hi, really hi, great hi. to hear your voices too. Hi, And um. Thank you for allowing me the moment to to just say congratulations to you again, Angelina. Thank you Thank so you. much. And I'm going to play this song for myself and my wife. She's not able to listen, but I'll record it. You are listening to The Cricket Show. Join us each Saturday morning from 9 until 12 noon to hear the Saturday morning entertainment episode. And on Sundays from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to be a part of the cricket show. To join the show, call one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. The number again is one five one five six zero five nine eight five zero. Enjoy the remainder of the show. 
Let's hear from from Jason. Jason, come on in, my brother. Yes, I'm back. I skipped last week because I was in Arizona. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, I was on a Grand Canyon trip on the Sunday, and it's hard to oh have a phone signals down there, you know. <laughs> so that's why I mm-hmm. skipped the show. And I thought uh, today, let me join early, and uh, we will definitely have a uh, guest today coming from Cincinnati, Ohio. He's on the road as his team is playing in San Luis today. But he has confirmed the schedule that he'll try to connect with us at uh, 7 hour, And seven probably o'clock. we'll discuss a lot of it, yes. That's mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Yeah, Virgil, anything new that you want to bring to us before we come out of this? Or is running a little late. He did not have the time to send Oh, the, let me let me ask you something. That that thing with Connie was a, um, a recorded thing. Yes, she did it last week. Oh, okay. I sorry, I didn't get to hear. Uh, I was yeah, I, I was trying to get point. you in. Yes, so that's well, why I, tell her, I, tell I hope I hope when I see her face, it'll be sometime in Antigua or something like that. We be, meet up somewhere in Antigua. Never know when she's down there, but I hope that happened one day. <clears throat> but I, I was I was glad. I was, at least I was glad to hear her voice. Um and. Yes, on the show, which was real nice. Yes, but I, I'd like to say a happy birthday. I think um, on the 13th, today the 13th or the 14th is my one of my cousin's birthday. I can't remember my last name. Her first name is Cheryl. She's in Atlanta, Georgia, and she celebrates her 70th birthday, which I think is today or tomorrow. Not 100 percent sure, but just want to say, Cheryl, I wish you, wish you, wish you, wish you all the best and many, many, many more to come. And thank you for that, Virgin. And look who we found. Look who we and found. W- one, one, one more second. I have two special persons in Antigua. Um, I think it's on the 15th. Um, I can't remember the person. <laughs> I'm stuck. Um, <laughs> Roni, <laughs> Roni Richard in Green Bay, who celebrates, I think, her birthday on the 15th of this month. Just want to wish her all the best. And one of my friends, Mom, Vedis Harris, who lives in Gamble, who celebrate her birthday also on the 15th of this month. I just want to wish them all the best and many, many more to come. Thank you very much. Thank you too, Virgil. And look who we found. We found someone all the way from Texas. Mr. McKenzie. Come on in, Mr. McKenzie. Thank you very much for the welcome, sir. Uh, I'm sorry I missed you guys last week, but I'm feeling much better now, so it's happy to join you and join our good, all our good listeners. So I'm on the show. Amen. And let me just tell you how grateful we are for you being able to come out Thank and you. be with us this evening. We are privileged to have you, and we miss you. Because we can't see you on the radio when you're not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're, not, you're not looking in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just play a little celebration for you coming back. A little celebration for you as well. Thank you. And let me just find that one is lost. 
Okay, thank folks. You, thank gonna, you. Thank you. We're going to celebrate the homecoming and coming back to us, Mr. McKenzie, and my wedding anniversary and work and all thank the other folks that we have. So let's do this. Thank you, guys, for being on the show. And we're going to bring in Jatin. Jatin, you have something to tell us. I'm, I'm sure you can give us your, your take on that um, that um, West Indies debacle. Did they, did they show up? What happened, Jatin? Did you, you put something in the wicket? Or the pitch? It's not really. Yeah, but we have to understand these breaks and their preparation is the main concern. It normally happens when the team is coming out of some break mm-hmm. and when they do not have that organized practices of coming back in situations like that. But uh, I haven't uh, seen the scorecard or didn't follow because I was at family vacation. Oh, but I did hear the final say and mm-hmm. it uh, looks like very ordinary so, you know. But uh, let's uh, hope for that the next game can be battle, you know. Mm-hmm. But you account for the for the for the uh, poor showing of the Westerners and they they're coming out of the break. But they but it's well this is this is on and off story for the West Indies for last mm-hmm. uh, I will say four or five years. This is always on and off. Sometimes they are completely rusty. Then we have a once upon a time type performance when somebody is putting the show in the game. And uh, we were expecting that the way they played against the Sri Lanka, they will bounce back and try to keep maintaining their momentum of doing well. And it's uh, not happening here. Even in Sri Lanka series, we had a situation that uh, they were not able to play the spin. But now we got different bowling attacks, different teams. And uh, South Africa is right now in rebuilding process. A lot of legends retired. They are looking for the new faces. They have the new inexperienced players trying to make some uh, uh, marks in their name in international and so does the West Indies. So to me, I was expecting that the West Indies should have the upper age in this series while they're playing at home and uh, expect that they can do better than the previous series. And uh, I hear it's disappointing. So let's see what comes out next, but I will not blame the pitch. Both teams had the same surface. And the both team has to do well. It is a matter of time of adjustment. But would, would you have batted if you were captain? Would you have bat first to win the toss? Would you have take first nap? Yes, sir. It's automatic. You would? Mm-hmm. When you're coming from a long break or a short break, or when you are facing a new opponent compared mm-hmm. to the last game, it makes more sense to go back first. All right. A couple of reasons. Number one, you're getting the fresh speech, which we don't know what we're going to end up. Number two, we don't put the baller under the pressure from day one. And the worst, which is best in his feet, when you try to bat second, by the time 
their batsmen are under pressure because the other team did well in a first inning. So if you look at it, the Copen criteria should be, I will say, if I'm in their shoes, I will have picked up the batting. But then again, I will not blame on the decision by the captain because the decision by the captain is based on the surface, the pitch they can see at the time of the toss. They should have the coach and the captain and some other people from the team might have visited the pitch in the morning and they might have the game plan what they want to do if they win the toss or lose the toss, right? So the decision, it's usually what do you anticipate out of this pitch when you look at, at the toss time? Some observation has been done in the morning, I would say, before the toss happens. And based on that, team has to rely in their own strategy what the game plan should be. Sometimes, if you look at the green grass, good bouncy wicket, or some swinging weather, I would say, or some uh, damp in a pitch, normally they go for the ballers to have the bowling advantage. Because in that situation, your opening ballers or the first and second change ballers have a huge opportunity to grab some quick wicket. So it's a completely decides based on the surface situation, time, and environment. But sometimes what happens here, it falls back. The pitch reacts not based on your anticipation or what it looks like. It gives you the different outcome. And that is what happened in this game. So, Chetan, are you are you finished, Chetan? Yes, I'm finished. I'm finished. Go ahead. Your concern. Yeah. Well, I I I wanted. Did you want to um, say any more about the uh, the West Indies there? I mean, when, when you think about it, when, when you think about it, is it not um, correct to say that the first day of a test where you invite a guest coming all the way in, you don't know how the wicket is going to play. So it usually plays better in the second half after the second day. So would it not have been more prudent to have put the South Africans in? Okay, Dennis, Dennis, could you do me a favor, yes. hold your thoughts, because um, we yes. have our guests, and we're going to turn it right over to Jatin, and we'll come back for that question later on in the show. Okay. Jatin, right. it's all yours. He's on. Yes, so Dennis, we'll come back after the guest is done on that question. I realize I yes. give the half answer, but we'll carry on after the guest yeah. is done. Yes. But uh, yes, to all panelists, uh, we like mm-hmm. to welcome today. His name is Bavik Kotari. He's Bye. from the Cincinnati, Ohio area, which is the Midwest region of U.S. Normally, he's not a big exposure of cricket, but uh, this gentleman started the youth cricket in the area. He is uh, one of the co-founders, or you can say one of the founding members, 
but uh, way i know him he is the leading the force and the key person in that program to develop the beautiful uh, games in the area it's uh, been brought i live here in indianapolis close to cincinnati about hour and a half been here for 35 years and we had a hard time to see if someone can just start and sustain the youth program that is what mr bavik has done it and so far is being excellent program and today we have opportunity to talk with him but before we do so our normal procedure let the guest speak for a while introduce yes, himself and then we will go with the panelist with that question and concern and we will carry on discussion which is primarily targeted to have more information about pavik kothari as well as his program mm-hmm. or what they have done or what's going on and maybe what the future they look into in the grassroots development level so pavik kothari welcome to the show i like to have you few minutes where you can talk about yourself introduce yourself what you're doing how you get into what cricket interest you have or what you are reason you looking for sure thank you uh, jatin bhai uh, let me start off by saying um, it's an honor to be on this show uh, thank you very much for inviting me um, and before i start i just want to say that i am presenting um, you know everyone that is involved with the uh, midwest cricket academy today um so it's an honor to to be able to do that um so i'm representing all our kids uh, we have 70 kids in our program uh, we have four key coaches uh, we have a lot of parent volunteers um and we have many many uh, you know families involved that make this a success so um i am re- today just representing uh this great group of people uh that i get to to be with uh, every single day in cincinnati ohio um so uh just a heads up to our viewers if i say i just assume we because uh, there is a great group of people that are involved in this program um so let me start by just uh, introducing myself um you know i'm one of the founding members of uh, midwest cricket academy um we are uh, a youth focused uh, cricket academy based in cincinnati ohio uh, we have uh, 70 kids uh, in our program right now uh, we have been in existence for the past 2 uh, and a half years um so uh, uh, you know our your listeners can can imagine that we have grown um at a very fast pace uh, just goes to show that there is a lot of appetite for cricket um in our region um and we have gotten to this member base um purely by word of mouth so without any kind of marketing um and so in some ways we are still a startup we are just getting started um and we have uh you know what i consider ambitious long term goals uh, but it's important uh, you know as a founding member to to set uh, high high bar or set ambitious long term goals um so that the the group feels 
uh, inspired and, and motivated to, to be able to achieve that. Um, so uh, let me start by saying, you know, how we, how we got started, because I, I think that's important. And, and I'll, I'll mention some of the key people that were involved, because without them, uh, we would not have been able to, to reach where, where we have reached right now. Uh, and I wouldn't be able to, um, you know, to be able to come on this uh, talk show and, and, and talk about our group and, and be excited about it without, uh, you know, the, the key people that have been involved. So um, I moved to the U.S. in uh, 2002 till uh, 2017. I was in uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, you know, while uh, closer to you know 2017, my, my kids were were growing up, and uh, you know I had just uh, you know, got them introduced to cricket in the, in the basement or in the backyard. Uh, and what happened there in in Columbus, Ohio? There's a group uh, that was formed called uh, BYCA, uh, Buckeye Youth Cricket Association. Um, and they started uh, doing cricket camps in, in Columbus. So that's where the, my, my kids got really first-hand exposure to um, organized cricket, um, and they loved it. You know, they became ex exceedingly passionate about the game. Um, you know, they started watching a lot more cricket, um, and also, you know, following, uh, you know, India games and uh, that's how they got extremely passionate about about cricket. Um, and as a dad, you know, growing up, you know, cricket was the only sport I played. I was extremely passionate about it. Um, you know, it helped me form uh, a great connection with with my kids. So, 2017, my job change brought me to Cincinnati, Ohio, um, and because of, of uh, you know we having to move my family. Uh, you know, one of the things that that was concerning to me was that there was no cricket in uh, in Cincinnati, or there was no youth cricket, I should say. There was, there's there's plenty adult cricket um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, but I think I had to start something uh, for my own kids, um, and I knew that uh, it would take uh, a lot more kids. Uh, to be able to to get organized cricket growing, and so I had somewhat of a roadmap, which uh, you know, as I mentioned, Buckeye Youth Cricket Association had laid out, um, and so we uh, basically uh, got allocated uh, a certain amount of hours uh, in uh, a ground that was mainly occupied by adults, um, and my two kids, my two boys. Um, and uh, two other kids, uh, four kids started the program. Um, and so we started, you know, a couple of times a week, we just started uh, doing uh, practice sessions. Um, what happened uh, a month after we started uh, was, was pretty pivotal to, uh, to our, uh, our success. Um, a young man called uh, Tilesh uh, Jaikumar, uh, so short, TJ. He, uh, you know, one day I found him practicing at, at the same ground. Um, he was 19 years old, 
um, and uh, we just started talking, and he mentioned that he had recently moved from the UK uh, to Cincinnati, and uh, he had played for the Sex County in, in England. Um, and we, we hit it off really well, uh, and uh, TJ became essentially became the first coach uh, for what at that time was four kids, but pretty soon became eight kids and 16 kids. Um, and TJ was, was great because, uh, partially because of his age and his, his leadership and communication skills, uh, kids loved him. Uh, he was able to motivate them uh, and engage them in ways that, that quite frankly, I couldn't. Um, and I think, you know, that was the time when we really started growing and, and uh, we started, uh, our practice sessions got more and more organized. Uh, this was summer of, of uh, 2018. And then post uh, the end of summer, uh, TJ, who was in college and who was going back to University of Michigan, um, he mentioned uh, to his dad, so his dad, uh, Jay Kumar Natrajan, uh, Jay, um, he had played for Tamil Nadu. Uh, so Ranji, uh, he played Ranji Trophy for Tamil Nadu. And he mentioned to his dad that, uh, you know, we have wonderful kids and uh, they will need ongoing training. Uh, so, uh, you know, why don't you take over and, and become uh, the, the lead coach for, uh, for our group? Um, and so Jay joined very shortly after that. Um, again, a very key pivotal moment uh, in our history. Uh, you know, that really took our practice sessions and training sessions uh, quite a few notches up. Um, and we also started growing at a very fast pace in, in terms of kids. Um, and since then, you know, our program, as, as I mentioned, has grown quite a bit. Uh, my uh, my strategy uh, for this was fairly simple. Uh, you know, I'm very uh, uh, so I'm an investor. That's, that's my full-time job. I manage money, um, and I followed Amazon for a very, very long time. And I've been very inspired by the company and the founder. Um, so in some ways, I I just uh, kept the strategy very simple. That if we just focus on having more kids, uh, we'll be able to fund. Uh, we'd be able to have more and more resources um, and fund uh, that uh, in terms of uh, the infrastructure and equipment needs that we had, uh, which would give a better experience uh, to our kids. And if we did that, if we gave a better experience, you have more kids and so on and so forth. So that was my strategy. Uh, we laid out a mission for ourselves. Uh, we want uh, to help our kids achieve their cricketing, cricketing dreams and uh, compete at the highest level possible. Um, we've also laid out uh, our values, and I consider our mission and our values again to be to very uh, to be very important um, because things change. You know, the environment changes, uh, strategy sometimes changes, uh, and many things evolve. But but values are something that that don't change. Um, so we laid out five values for ourselves, uh, which applied not just to our kids and, and their, uh, you know, their cricket training or their, or their games, uh, but also all stakeholders involved. 
So whether it is uh, us in the management, in coaches, uh, parents, volunteers, so, so in some ways uh, we all uh, subscribe to the, the values uh, that I mentioned, you know, should not change over time. So this is what I feel <clears throat> sorry, very strongly about. Um, so the five values are character, discipline, positivity, teamwork, and last but not the least, uh, diversity. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a, again. I perhaps went on for too long, but that's that's just a brief introduction of uh, Midwest Cricket Academy, where it stands now, and and what we believe in, and and what we'd like to achieve. The one thing I I, I should have mentioned is, um, you know, the most important thing for Midwest Cricket Academy is our kids. So uh, we have wonderful, wonderful kids, uh, and that is our biggest asset. Um, mm -hmm. Out of 70 kids, approximately half of them are tournament-ready kids. Uh, you know, they played several uh, local games. So last year, in spite of COVID, we played uh, 50 games locally. Um, since uh, 2019, we've participated in at least uh, 10 uh, national or regional tournaments. Our kids last year also participated in the under-19 uh, U.S. trials. Um, and this, all this has been possible, you know, the tournaments, the trials, uh, you know, the multiple uh, coaching uh, and tournament opportunities or game opportunities has also been possible because of our partners. Uh, we have some amazing partners, uh, you know, Jatin Bai mentioned that uh, Midwest is, is not, uh, uh, or, or cricket is not, you know, proliferating in a, in a big way in, in the Midwest region of U.S. relative to other regions, uh, but we still have, you know, amazing partners in our region, and we all support each other because, because we all want to, uh, you know, grow the sport, especially at the youth level in, in our region, and, and we all understand that it will only be done uh, if we all collaborate and, and help each other out. So, um, ACAC, St. Louis, um, with Ajay Jam and Ganesh uh, Krishnamurthy, they've been great partners. Um, you know, anytime we need help, uh, you know, we call Ajay uh, or Ganesh, and uh, they're, they're always willing to, to help us out. Um, we also have uh, BPL, so Bolingbrook Premier League, uh, you know, the program there is headed by Neeraj Patel. Um, mm -hmm. We've had uh, a couple of bilaterals with them, uh, and they've also been amazing, amazing partners. Uh, same can be said about uh, Atlanta with uh, Deepak, Coach Deepak there, who runs uh, North Atlanta Cricket Academy. Um, and he's also been, been very, very helpful in, in terms of inviting us for uh, for bilaterals and, and in fact next week um, in our uh, backyard so in Cincinnati we are going to have a trilateral uh, it's the U11 category and uh, we have invited uh, um, Atlanta team so North Atlantic uh, North Atlanta Cricket Academy and Bolingbrook Premier League teams uh, and we're going to play a, a trilateral in in our backyard so 
uh, I am I'm very excited. I, I can't wait for uh, for next weekend to to uh, be a part of this event. So let me stop there and, and you know I, I know I went on for too long, but let's let's make it interactive. Q and A and hopefully there'll be more to share there. Jatin, okay. Bravic, Bravic, that's how you pronounce your name? Yes, indeed. We just want to welcome you to the Cricket Show. My name is Leon Francis, and I'm the host and the founder of the show. And we have a number of panelists that is on with us, and we just want to laud you for all that you've done for cricket. Now, tell me, what do you find is the most your obstacle that prevents you from uh, getting involved. And the second question is, um, are you able to recruit any American-born children to your academy? Great questions, uh, Leon. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest uh, challenge, I, I wouldn't call it obstacle, but uh, the biggest challenge that we face in our region is uh, the lack of infrastructure. Um, as I mentioned, uh, when we started, you know, we had access to, to a ground that was mostly occupied by uh, adult leagues and teams. Um, and we had access to that ground for just, you know, five hours a week or so, which was certainly not enough, not sufficient to be able to, uh, to have our kids, uh, you know, trained really hard. Um, but we were able to overcome that. So um, we've also been talking to, or we've, we've built relationships with uh, Mason City. So Mason is a, is a suburban area in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, and we have built a you know, relationship there and they were able to, to allocate a ground uh, where we, we uh, we installed a, a cricket pitch. So, with the resources that that we've uh, um, you know saved over time um, at MCA Midwest Cricket Academy, we uh, we spend that money and uh, we built uh, uh, a cricket pitch there. So that that was a, uh, a very important uh, step in terms of uh, you know having our you know it. it increase the intensity um, of our training sessions and it also gave our kids a lot of game time so as i mentioned you know last year in spite of covid our kids played 50 games so that was incredible incredible uh, game experience that that kids got so we were able to uh, you know overcome that challenge but but it's in some ways it's an ongoing one uh, because we are growing and uh, we are at that stage where we're going to need more than than one ground. So again, we're talking to the city. Uh, we're looking at other private options, and and hopefully uh, we will be able to uh, to overcome this. Okay, thank you so much. We have Dennis. Oh, yeah, Dennis, I just uh, forgot the second second. To talk, yeah, the second part about the American kids. If you were able to recruit any American kids. Yeah. So, um, yes, we have uh, a couple of kids um, that have joined. You know, they just they heard about uh, cricket and um, and you know, kids these days um, have 
access to more than just uh, you know ESPN or, or the traditional you know TV sports channels, right? With YouTube and and ESPN Plus and and things like that. And so um, I'm seeing more and more kids are getting uh, some exposure to to cricket, and uh, they find it interesting and and they want to try it out. And and we are at that stage where the the word of mouth is really spreading, um, and uh, so. These kids and these families are, are able to to find us and, and join, um, and we are uh, we're trying to be uh, you know more than accommodative uh, to these kids because I believe that eventually um, cricket in in this uh, country will only succeed and, and become a, a major sport like you know soccer if mm-hmm. um, everyone's involved, and I think it's. It's all our responsibility um, to to try and, and and do that as soon as possible, and, and whatever incentive uh, we have to give, and, and uh, um, you know whatever we need to do, we do we should be doing uh, to be able to get more and more uh, American kids uh, involved involved in uh, in cricket. So we're doing our part, and and my hope is that. Uh, we will see more and more American kids uh, join our academy. And so that, that would be personally very exciting um, to me. And not just that, uh, the same thing applies for girls. Um, we have a handful mm-hmm. of girls in our uh, academy, and I hope to see that number increase over time. As I mentioned, you know, one of the values uh, that we subscribe to is diversity. Um, and, and that has a broader meaning, you know, not just uh, uh, you know, not just gender or, or race, but uh, you know, uh, kids from from all over, or all parts of India, uh, and things like that. So uh, we're cognizant of that, uh, and we are trying our best to to be able to increase diversity in our academy as much as possible. Yes, it's huge. Um, Pravid, we have with us one of our founding members, Mr. Audley Watson. He's a commentator here on the local scene. I'm sure he just came in late uh, late in the show, but I'm sure he may have a question for you. Audley? Hey, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, Mr. Francis. Hey, good evening, fellow panelists. Um, good, good evening, evening to everyone that's listening to Block Talk Cricket Show. Yes, and um, yeah, I just came in, uh, came in late, so... Um, I was trying to listen to what he's saying first, but uh, I'm going to join, like Mr. Simon would always say, anybody who is, you know, if, whether it's an individual or a group of people that are doing anything to spread cricket in the United States, we are for them 100% and hope you continue to do what he's doing. I'll listen for the moment. I'm just coming in. Thank you so much. Mr. Dennis Heath, is he here from California? No, he, yeah, he's Californian and he is... One of our members too, the later members of our show. Dennis, a question for yes. Bavik. Good, good afternoon, good afternoon, Mr. Bavik. I want to congratulate you and your hardworking team there in Ohio for uh, this program you've instituted. I see that it's two and a half years young, and apparently you have achieved a great deal already in two and a half years. And so for that, congratulations is due to you and your team. You've done a great job. 
Now, quick comment on uh, follow-up to Leon's question, because I've noticed that uh, more than 30 years of uh, involvement in USA cricket at the local level for me, and my observations, the American population, excluding the British Commonwealth immigrants, have not shown any interest in learning about cricket. Very often they will stop to watch a match in progress, and after two balls, they are gone. So we have to work extra hard to grab the attention of our American brothers and sisters in order to grow the game here, and I see that you've made some stride in doing that. The um, T20 and introduction to the USA at the national level is perhaps the most exciting and interesting formula to initiate the start of interest. What benefit do you think the T20 will bring to youth academies and cricket in general to the American public? Thank you. Uh, you know, thank you, first of all, for the, the kind words. Uh, I mean, you mentioned uh, we've achieved. Yes, I would, I would like to stress on the word we. Uh, so we have achieved. Um, you know, quite a bit in a, in a short period of time. Again, uh, it's because of the wonderful people uh, I get to work with. Um, my co-founder, uh, Jay, Jay Kumar Natrajan, as I mentioned, he's our head coach, um, and he's played a, a pivotal role uh, in our success. We wouldn't be here without him. Um, so to, to answer your question, um, you know, how to get more Americans to be involved uh, and especially C20 cricket, I, I think that the, the shorter format definitely appeals to the the American public. Um, I think they would be excited by the, the T20 format. Uh, I think that format is likely to to work well um, in in the U.S. Um, and I think. What started uh, with the with the new U.S. Cricket Board and, and uh, is uh, American Cricket Enterprises getting involved, um, and they laid out their their plan to to grow uh, cricket both at a grassroots level and also at the the professional, uh, competitive and national level. Um, so all these uh, uh, initiatives are going to be pivotal. Uh, in making sure that, uh, that the T20 format uh, succeeds in the U.S. and, and pulls uh, uh, more and more Americans to the sport. I think in the key that needs to be done um, is that we need to introduce cricket in more and more schools. So we need to get uh, kids passionate about the sport. Uh, and to do that, we have to introduce it at the school level. Um, so if, if we do that at the grassroots level, you automatically see a, a lot more kids uh, getting interested in, in following the game and, and also uh, also playing the game. Uh, what Jatin Bhai has also mentioned to me, and by the way, uh, whenever I need advice, I, I call Jatin Bhai, and that helps oh. a lot. <laughs> Everybody calls him. <laughs> so... Um, I think what Jatin I mentioned, and I, I very much, uh, you know, would second what he said, is we also need to do our best um, to have, uh, you know, cricket be part of, of college sports um, and scholarships and things like that. Because 
only if we do that will more and more youth feel comfortable uh, once they reach a college age um, to pursue not just their college studies, but, but also, uh, you know, continue to, to train hard and, and compete um, at a you know, higher age youth level. So both a combination of, of school cricket and college cricket, um, I think uh, the T20 format is the right format for it. Um, will help a lot or will go a long way in introducing more and more uh, Americans um, to the sport. Virgil, he's a very popular member of our team here. He hears from, I'm not going to call his where he's from, but, but he'll tell you. Virgil, your time to ask Mr. Robert. Yeah, good afternoon, sir. I am from the most beautiful <laughs> city in Florida, which is Lauder Hill, Florida. Just where you know um, the, 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 the cricket stadium is. It's about five minutes away from where I live. Um, I want to say to you, congratulations on what you're doing, and I'm very happy for what you're doing for cricket in the United States. And one of my questions is, how do you get um, support with gears and all this, this, this stuff for the kids? And the other one is, um, are you trying to get um, the cricket into school for the younger, like when they start school, six, seven, eight, coming up, years old, um, coming up in school? Thank you for the question. Sorry if you, uh, your voice cut a little bit. I have a little net, network issue. But what was the first question? Support for? Yeah, like to buy gears and if you get financial support from someone like friends, family, or whatever to help with the gears for the kids. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so I, I think that um, it, it, in, in general, so far, uh, because we have been uh, a two-and-a-half-year year, uh, startup, um, we have been mainly funded by, uh, by fees that, that we collect from families of the kids. Okay. Um, we have had uh, our donations, uh, but, but uh, the biggest, uh, uh, in terms of the biggest influx of, of resources um, that, that comes in is, is from friends. Um, and I think the key there is, uh, I think trust is, is the main thing. Um, and what our uh, coaches have done is established um, a strong level of trust with with uh, the families of, of Midwest Cricket Academy. They feel comfortable um, that their kids are, are getting a good experience, that they're, they're getting a good training, um, and they are willing to support uh, because they too are in it with us. Um, and they realize that, that what we are trying to achieve uh, in terms of you know getting the right infrastructure, getting the right equipment, um, that uh, you know some money will be needed to be able to to fund uh, all these efforts. And so, 
again, coaching uh, uh, our lead coach, Jay, uh, TJ, his, his son, which I mentioned earlier, was the first coach um, for our kids, Coach Alok. Coach Alok has played for uh, Punjab, and oh. uh, Coach Mayur. Uh, Coach Mayur has uh, played youth cricket in Mumbai. So all these uh, these wonderful people have tirelessly worked very, very hard in in working with the kids and, and training them. Um, and parents and families uh, see the, the efforts we are putting in um, and are willing to support us uh, with, with the fees that they pay us. And by the way, our coaches, none of them, take any compensation. We are a not-for-profit organization, uh, mm -hmm. and no one from management also takes any compensation. So oh, yeah. it's all uh, it's all for for a greater Charity. purpose. We love cricket, uh, and we want to grow cricket in this region, and, and we we love uh, you know working with kids. So that's the the key driving force behind it. Amen. Mr. McKenzie here is from Texas, and he yes. has been a with uh, for his just, mm -hmm. just a quick question for you. Um, last year, uh, yeah, I think last year, um, are, are, you, are you aware of Cricket US, USA? And last year they had a youth series. Did, did your team take part in that? Um, are you aware of Cricket USA? And USA. Last, I think last year they had a big youth series. Was your team involved? So I have not heard of uh, Cricket USA. Um, so what do you mean? Mr. McKenzie, are you talking about USA Cricket B? The body yes, that is used yes, for cricket in yes, the USA? Yes. Oh, okay. That's, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, in September of last year, um, there was golden selection that happened. Uh, several of our kids participated in the selection, and uh, one kid from our academy uh, got selected. He played in the zonal uh, that took place in, in Houston. Um, so again, that just gets us more uh, because we saw uh, some of the food of our number, and it's, it's great to see uh, success, and, and especially for the kids that have really worked hard. Um, and we, our hope is that in in future, um, more and more of our kids will uh, will get selected. Um, at, at a zonal or, or national level. So yes, yes, we we are laying down the pathway um, for our kids to to be part of the U.S. Cricket Board zonal, and also in the in the major league uh, junior championship. So recently there was a tournament in Atlanta. Um, I'm sure okay. you are all very well aware of that. The major league uh, junior, and and parties are right now, but ten percent of parties in that. Program. 
they were part of uh, uh, the ACAC uh, St. Louis uh, team. Yeah, we are experiencing a little background noises, folks. Mm. Yes. Are you through, Mr. McKenzie? Yes, sir. How about you, um, Audley? Are you ready for your question now, or you want me to go to Jatin? No, go to Jatin. Uh, <clears throat> Jatin, why don't you pick it up I'm from here, Yes, uh, so I'd like to clarify the McKenzie's uh, question on that one. Mm. The USA Cricket is the only ICC-recognized national governing body in U.S. period. So absolutely, there is uh, nothing else is important uh, in terms of the sports cricket in U.S. And everyone has to be part of it. So Midwest Cricket Academy is a part of it. They are the members. Uh, the last year is not much of a activity-wise because of the corona, mm-hmm. but there was a small window was open for the youngsters to come out and show their talents. It's not a qualifier, not a selection process, but it was a part of the project to identify the top talent out there, and every region had an opportunity to send their talented kids. And uh, I'm sure there are a couple of kids went from this academy, and we are hopeful this can change. But uh, thanks for the public coming out today. It's a great opportunity for all of us to know about your program. And I will say, never hesitate to come back again if you need us. Cricket Show is all about promoting and bringing awareness of the game, and we are the global so anytime if you have updates or wants to pass the message to the others or to spread the word about what you're doing or what are the excitement going on or what are the achievements you may have, you are always welcome and join our show. And we always day to welcome you. And with that, I will say thank you for coming today. And we appreciate your time. Yes, indeed. And just before you go, Bob, I just want to let you know that you and our show um, share the similar goals because part of why we were formed is because we want to help develop cricket in the USA because we know how difficult it is for Americans to catch on on a foreign sports. And that is why we, we want to educate, entertain, and inform people about cricket in the USA and wherever it is not being played. So thanks again for the work you're doing and we wish you good luck. And like Jason said, you have a pre-passed tour show. Anytime you need to disseminate any information, just call us and we will make sure that it goes. Because this show can, is heard can, around the world. Can I say something before he go? Yes, go ahead, Gretchen. Yeah, I heard you said it's a foreign sport in America, but it's not a foreign sport in America. <laughs> no, but it's not a foreign sport in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, see, you have to let them know. It's, yeah, you have to let them know it's not a foreign sport to them. That is their mm-hmm. sport from before they was independent, and mm-hmm. where baseball come from and all this stuff. So they, that will make them get a little bit more interested. But right. it's not a foreign sport to them. It's just there, but yeah. it was it was sweeped down and then it's just coming back up. So you gotta let them know all this stuff so they they okay. feel more comfortable Good. in the show. Yeah, thanks for that reminder. So Thank Robin. you. Thank you so much uh, for, for having me on this show. Again, as I said, it's an honor. I represent uh, everyone uh, that, that I work with. Uh, and Jatin Bhai, 
I would like to, to say that next time you should have uh, our lead coach uh, and founder Jay Kumar Natarajan on the show. I think he can go into a lot of detail uh, in yeah. the coaching and and everything that we're trying to do to give the best possible exposure and opportunities for our kids. Yeah, that would be great. Yes. Uh, definitely, I will say, Bavik, let's uh, coordinate and work together. And uh, let's have a coach uh, on our show uh, somewhere down the road. We need to find a schedule for him and uh, based on the availability. And uh, we always love to talk to coaches and all people involved in the development of cricket here in the USA. Thanks again. Best wishes to you and your team. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, folks, do you have it? Thank you so much, Jatin, and of course, uh, Dennis, for your guys bringing on this wonderful guest. But, uh, Audley, anything that you'd like to share with us? I know you may just want to Share the inside edge before we go into the next topic. Alright, I just wanna I just wanna give a little um, <clears throat> maybe run round on a, a, just a few birthdays um, of note, um, like um, West Indians. Uh, we'll try to look through some West Indians here. Um, seen right now. Mm, well, um, like the 14th tomorrow. Tomorrow yes. will be the third anniversary of Afghanistan, you know, being making their debut as a Test cricket nation, a Test cricket nation, of course, and they were they were beaten by India in two days when they played mm-hmm. their first Test. It was against India, and uh, yes, it was on the 14th of June, 2018. Uh, see any any. Mr. Mr. USA Cricket himself, Lenny Archibald, fellow commentator, when it comes to yes. anything to do with U.S. Open cricket, um, of course, ask Lenny, uh, as I always put it, ask Google, no, ask Lenny and ask Google in that order. So yes. Mr. Yes. Lenny Archibald, he will be yeah, celebrating his birthday on the 16th. And I just want to give him a shout out. I know he listened to the show sometimes going in the archives. So happy birthday to you, Lenny, when it comes. And he'll be celebrating also with um, Nehemiah Perry out of Jamaica. He will be celebrating also on the 16th. And Roberto Duran, the hands of stone, he'll be turning 70 years old on the 16th of June. Believe it or not, he'll be 70 years old, Roberto Duran. And um, Mr. good friend of Mr. Leon Francis on the 18th, Hugh Gore, Mr. Hugh Gore, Hugh Edmund Ivor Gore out of Antigua. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. He was born nine. Right. He was born 1953. The year was born, but I was I'm ahead of him. New Year's Day. Mr. Mm -hmm. Hugh Gore will be celebrating on that day um, as well. That's just what I want to give you here. Thank you so much. Before we broke off, Mr. Dennis, you had a question for. For Jatin, why don't you pick it up from this point? We left off. Yes, yes. Jatin, what what I was saying is, you know, from my experience when we were playing local games, we always had... Dennis, give the backdrop because the other panelists may not know that we're talking about the West Indies and the 
Yeah, you're oh, asking yes. him about about. Yes. He said that he's Early a... on, JT was kind to explain that a lot of consideration went into the decision as to whether the West Indies should have batted or instituted the um, the, the visitors to bat first. And he explained that the, the coach and the uh, grounds people and so on may have had an input. And I was my question related around that topic in that when we were playing, we always had the feeling that the best approach was to get the um, because the wicket might be green and fast on the first day, you tend to want to put the foreigners or the guests in so that you'll see how the wicket play because it'll certainly quiet down somewhat on the following day. So that was my question to Jatin. Would it not have been better for the West Indies to have put the uh, South Africans in considering they were the visitors and are not used to West Indian uh, surfaces and so on? I mean, again, uh, it's a very difficult uh, process to decide what to do at the toss. There's a lot of things comes in consideration, okay? And uh, at the international level, it's not about batting first or bowling first. The team has to come out with some sort of strategy. We call it the game plan. What exactly you're trying to set forth as a goal for that game. And that's how you decide to bat first or bowl first. Besides bat balls first, you have to think about who will be batting last on the last day in terms of the test wickets. There's another thing I give you explanation in my previous question. Like it depends on the situation, environment, atmosphere, condition, including the pitch level, means if there's some dampness or some little bit softness or it has some more green grass, all sort of things can give you some sort of anticipation for you what's going to react. But top of that, there is a huge thing when you play test wicket. I'm coming from the sport where I used to play multi-day game. What we look into is you cannot judge this pitch what it looks like in the morning. There is a situation where the afternoon you're going to have the temperatures coming in place. And if you are especially playing in Caribbean or South Asian country, the temperature makes a huge difference. Your pitch may be a little bit slow, having some swing, maybe keeping low. And you never know. After the first session, when you come back, where the temperature difference is about 10 to 15 degrees since morning, and this pitch can turn out completely different. Not only that, as the days passes by, especially in South Asian countries, the pitch changes the color and the act. Both. You don't expect what you started. So there are lots of factors involved in this decision-making because they have to consider all factors, what it can be in a play in the next five days. And this is one of the things, sometimes it goes against your decision because you did well, you discussed well with your team, but all of a sudden something changed and pitch is not uh, helping you the way you thought. And that is what the West Indies suffers. So I will not say it's a bad decision or good decision. It always happens. 
but over here only the opportunity we have to talk about is what could have been done or what could have been changed if they had a bat first or the ball first decision the other way around you know but it's a, definitely in my opinion i will say for the west indies to have batting first mm. Okay, we were talking about the West Indies and how they they lost the, the Test match by an innings and 63 runs, I think it is, yes, to South Africa. And Virgil, do you want to say anything of, of, of that loss? You heard the, the scores, of course. Mm-hmm. You know something? I didn't even know the game was on. Somebody was telling me about the game was playing, and wow. I didn't hear the final score. All I know they get two wow. and it's just a sad situation. To hear that, but as I said, that's the name of the game. Okay, Mr. McKenzie, go ahead. Well, well, let me make my comment here. First of all, let me say congrats to that young man from Trinidad. I think his name is Shaila. What? Yeah, making his debut for the Indies. I think he did pretty well. As far as I'm concerned. Whether we whether we bat it first or last, it wouldn't make a difference. <laughs> How many runs we made in the first innings? We didn't make a hundred. We didn't. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. The second innings. What did we do? In the, what we did? What did we do in the second innings? Other, other than other than other than Chase, who made up the reached double figures. How many more bats can reach up there? None. So, to me, it wouldn't make one difference whether we send South Africa to bat first or, or anything like that. I think we are just very, very poor in handling the game. And I don't think, I think, I just want to see what they do in the second case. But for yes, the first test there, West Indies were just blown away. Thank yes. you. Anybody? Um, Audley, yeah. how about the team yeah, selection? Yeah. Address that as well. Let, 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 me, let me go back to the, um, the, the match itself first. Because um, as it turns out, the West Indies, our players seem to be susceptible to real peace, genuine peace. Exactly, and, and uh, uh, they were show, shown up by NGD uh, and Rabada in the second inning, mm-hmm. and and that's our problem. And uh, to join Mr. McKenzie, it it makes an, uh, an also Jason. It makes no difference whether we're going to bat first or second, right? Um, the, the the result would have been would have been the same. And um, the first and the first innings and the second innings. I mean, not one time we can make even 200 runs. The first one, not even 100, you know. And um, as it turned, as it turned out, as I said before, they they, they are just susceptible to genuine pace bowling. And um, if they had put the South Africans in first, then we'd be running into problem, but in the fourth innings. So um, as it is, we are back to square one. We are back to the to, to what we are what we are accustomed to. So to speak, that, that's what that's what I've been happening. We 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 just build up our hopes, 
um, some, you know, real good performance. Um, by the way, um, I'll, I'll summarize, you know, that, that quality, um, one of the innings that was rated, I think, number three since the World Test Championship began, Kyle Mears. He, he, has, he hasn't done anything, anything you know, much yep. after that. I think yep. he make another 40-something, another 40-something run. And that's so, um, you know, right. He, he, so you, you cannot continue to live on, on, on that debut double century. And we have to be something attached to that, you know, yeah. to continue to be in the side. And um, uh, Bonner has been feeling uh, as well, although it, it, let, let's be fair with, it, with both of them. They haven't got a, a, a genuine run. Um, but we are in a situation now where you, you can't even allow um, someone with that continue to feel to continue for a long time because um, of the situation we are in. We need to... We need to turn things around, and uh, if we have other people who are putting up their hands, and uh, we think that they should be getting a, a bite of a bite of the, the cherry, well, why not bring them in too? But we don't want to just chop and change, and uh, you know, every every test you you bring in two, three people like that. No, but um, they, they, they need to. They, they need to do something now. We, are, we give them all the praises that really belong to them, that are due to them. They got it. No, we need to. We need. They need to stop and look at themselves and look. What am I doing? And 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 the thing is, you can't even blame one, two, or three players if the entire team fails. You know, and and they fail twice. Yeah, not just once, twice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Leon, can I? So that's that's a problem. Go ahead, because I, I was asking now you guys about the team selection too. Go ahead, go ahead, um, Dennis. I, I, I want a few minutes to give my, uh, you know, usual assessment at the end of a match. Yeah, you know, for me, for me, West Indies batted for 41 overs in the first innings and 64 overs in the second. The spectacle is hard to visualize. Here we have enough West Indian players to field three teams. Test, 50 overs, The numbers suggest that there must be at least 30 players available for selection. Yet, the West Indies have a problem finding 11 players who have the ability to bat longer than 50 overs, regardless of the type of cricket being played. This embarrassment we just witnessed in the first test match against South Africa is not just disappointing. Performance is disgraceful. We saw on display a group of West Indian players who were incapable, unprepared. West Indies had no fights, no discipline, showed little talent, and certainly no leadership. South Africa performed well and deserved. No, they earned their victory. Well played, South Africa. But as a West Indian supporter, my focus is on the inadequacies clearly visible in the West Indian players. No backbone, no fight, no spirit, and a great lack of talent with consistency. Too often, we raise the specter of greatness on a player purely based on the one-off performance of a good inning, and history has shown differently. There were five West Indian players in English county cricket this summer. Of the five, only one was selected to play for this West Indian team. 
based on the performance of these five in English cricket this summer, I very much doubt if any of these five players will be invited to return to English county cricket. They did not display any punch, power, or talent. No dominance whatsoever. After the Bangladesh tour, I had asked speculatively if the performance of the West Indies team was a flash in the pan or a rebirth. After the Sri Lankan visit to the West Indies, the question was left hanging in the air, just like the bat of the many of our players bowled with their bats in the air. At the moment, this does not look like a rebirth. The South Africans have doused that flame, and now that the fire brigade have gone, we must now call for the doctors to come and resuscitate don't forget the smelling salt and oxygen. That is my <laughs> Thank you for that, Dennis. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well, well done. done, sir. Well, well done. done. But, but well, I'll have to say with one exception, only on, um, one exception, yeah. Dennis, with the players <laughs> concerning going back to him, Kimar Roach did very well. He, 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 he will, without, without a doubt, be going back to him. Then. He... He's shining his performance over there for yes, the short time. Yes, yes. I don't know. You know, Alzheimer was playing with a weak team too. You know, they they only win one match in the in the county championship so far. Worcestershire. So, but but he, but as, he, but as he, a test player, but but as yeah. a test player, Alzheimer, yeah. um, mm-hmm. even playing in the, with a weak team, he should be uh, the outstanding bowler then. You know, he, yeah, he was then, invited there to put some again, punch then again, in, in the attack. Sometimes when you when you give a you know, let, let's put it straight. I think we are also not mentioning the the, um, the fact that he has been seldom given the new ball. That's one of the things. You have to give him a long run, put him in the new ball. That's one I take back. Okay. One of the take back. Okay. And uh, I'm saying this. Zari uh, has not done well. I can't take. He has not done well enough in the, the county championship. We spent a weak team, and he was coming on third and fourth to to bowl. Right? I I don't think. But he is a guy who who is to me. I like a guy with a lot of heart, and I think Zari has the heart. And I I can't forget that. That six for twelve. He, he showed it when his mother him. died. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, well, yeah. But the, he showed the heart when his mother died, yes. and he still played in that test match, and he did well. Yes. So I, I, I agree with you guys. What you said, the, the team is. But I'm saying, any, anybody. Well, we, we, we had the replacement, the substitution of the, the concussion replacement. Um, Car- yeah, Car- yeah. Car- 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 came in. Um, who else? I hear there is talks about bringing back Gabriel. He might have been a little quicker. But I am seeing that somebody hit in the head tonight, that the guys is not prepared to for the pace. It happened in New Zealand, and it happened again. And that's why I say that I would not have batted. I would not have batted. And the guy was saying preparing a fast wicket. Now, we had a dead wicket or more, not a dead wicket, but a, a wicket in Antigua that gave a little bit of help. Yeah, a little bit of help, and those guys were able to stave off that. I think the first test match should have been won because these guys were lack of practice, and I would have yes. got, loved to have gone into a, a track where 
with less bounce and less grass on the wicket. But he did it and we, we, we pay we pay for it daily. So anyone else want to come in? What? Anyone? One point, Liam. One yes, point, sir. Liam, where you said, or I think um, maybe it wasn't just Leon, but uh, oddly, I believe, said these players were perhaps an opening bowl and wasn't given long enough to... The point here, Leon, is that they brought him in from the Caribbean to play county cricket. It doesn't matter whether they give you the new ball or, or, your, or first strike. You've mm-hmm. got the ball. You have to prove to them that they have value for their money. Consequently, yes, you That's take true. what you get and you do the job. Mm-hmm. Do the job. Yeah, I agree. Get lemon. If you get lemon, make get lemon, lemon and, and make some lemon ab- cake. Ab- make lemon cake too. Make lemon cake to go ab- with it too. Absolutely. Well, we have Simon with us, folks, and I know let, when. Let, let me ask. Let me, let me ask a question here. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Everybody talking about we wasn't prepared for the fact. Not, not everybody. I'm saying that. No, we, no, okay. no, no, no. We did not say we weren't prepared. No, 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 no. Okay, we because we weren't prepared. No, my my just, point is. We're playing in the West Indies. These guys play for the game. That's the same pitch they play on. They, they guys know how mm-hmm. all but, these pitch play in the Caribbean. But Virgin, so, with all due respect to you, when last time they played a four-day match, except the two, the, the, the match they played here, they say we're not going to have two players. Right. Okay. Um, two, and they only South end up Af- playing okay. one. Whatever, whatever ground South Africa and Australia all them play, and they, everybody knows Perth is a fast ground. Perth is a fast ground from years and years and years ago. So we cannot really sit down and make excuse for the ground in the Caribbean because we are the ones that prepare the ground for many, many, many years. I mean, True. we want True. fast wicket in the Caribbean to help our fast bowlers. And the same wicket that we, they, they out us on, we get a chance to bowl on the same wicket. So yeah. we need to put in the same thing like Talent. what they're putting in inside there. So... Talent. We really need a fast wicket, but we can't go say it's because of a fast wicket why South Africa fast out us out with a pace. Pitch. We have pace men too. We, 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 need, we need to yeah, allow our players yeah. need to back, um, play a fast wicket. They, they, you, we, we saw it in, in New Zealand. They were not able to, to handle the, the, the pace in, in New Zealand. Yeah, because we have dead wicket Why in Babylon? <laughs> yeah, fire in Babylon, in truth. <laughs> so we had dead wicked home men. Whoever preparing the wicked home need to prepare the wicked so the bowler them can have. You can't be playing cricket for well. But, you but, give but the Virgil, but, but but Virgil, Virgil, the same hmm. pitch was prepared for for the for the um, Kiwis, not for. Not for the Kiwis, for, for the um, South Africa. South Africa. It's the same picture prepared for the for the West Indians. So it's just yeah. a matter of just a but matter of them utilizing utilizing the pitches. You you know both the steam of the ball or whatever, and bend their backs no. more, put more their heart more into it. The, the whole thing is that when when you look at the quality, uh, Jason Holder we know is a genuine all rounder, right? But he, he he's not as tasty as those guys. He, he can. You know, bowl line and let and he'll bowl some fast one, but nope. not consistently fast, right? So you have to look at Robert, the NG, those guys when come, come, when they're bowling, they're coming off length and they're bowling it fire, right? Roach, you have to say he's our best right now, and, and Roach is not young again, right? He, he's more wily, you, you know, know how to cut the ball, you know, both ways and, and stuff like that. 
So uh, what I, what we need we need we need some some more. Well, if Gabriel was a guy who could just take it and, and would bowl consistently well, you know, not just spray the ball. We could we we could he could match some of the fire, but um, away from that, we don't have the firepower to return. Um, to, um, to answer this auto fire, they are, they are, they are bringing yeah. that to us. And yeah. um, we can't even talk about bringing back Darren Bravo because Bravo, everybody knows how to how to get him out. Just bowl him some some bongs and next thing, he just he, he hit the ball in the air or, you know, push it to the fielder. And so you know the reason for that? Problem. You know the reason for that? No, if you have a weak spot, what you do? Work on the weak spot. These guys is not doing that. The only, listen, I watch YouTube for the last couple of days. Play. Every day I'm coming from Palm Beach, I'm on YouTube, right? Play. And I'm watching all these full-time games. I watch some game with Shanda Paul, man. Let me tell you something. I think Shanda Paul are one of West Indies most underrated players. Hold on, we are getting some conversation in the background. Same time, coming, coming live. Yeah, yeah, hear that. I was saying, I'm watching, I'm coming over Palm Beach, sleep killing me every day, just to keep me up, I'm watching you two. I mostly watch West, um, the, oh, the 80s come all the way up, right? But then I was watching some game with Shanda Paul. I said, like, look at how Shanda, Shanda Paul is one of West's most un, underrated Batman. I, I mean, this guy, you. you can see this guy work, work on his game, work on his game. These guys right now is not, they're not getting enough practice. They're not playing enough cricket in the car, not even in the car, but mostly for the game, and they're not playing enough of that. And then, guys, is not, that is your job, right? And if you're not working on your job to make your job better, you cannot become better. You cannot just, okay, I get five wickets today, I'm on top of the world. I make a hundred. I'm top of the world, so I don't have to practice. I don't have to do that. You have to work hard at your game. If you want to be on top, you have to work hard at your game. And these guys is not working hard enough to make the game better. Thank you so much, Virgil. Gentlemen, I want to just introduce you to Jatsna Patel. She has a presentation for us. Jatsna, you're on. Come right in. Yes. Tell us okay. all about what you have to tell hey, us. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jotsana Patel. I go by Joe. That's easier for everybody to say my name. Joe. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. That's what it is. Go, Joe. All right. From now on. Go, Joe. I got a nickname. I got a nickname, yes. Since I have a unique name, people don't remember my name, unfortunately. Okay. So my presentation for today, I was uh, told to do it, and I'm very um, honored and privileged to be with you guys uh, and giving me the opportunity to say something uh, and do the presentation. So I'm going to say something about myself first. That um, I was born in India, raised there quarter less than a quarter of years, uh, and since then I'm here. I played. Uh, Ancient game named Coco, hockey, that's the floor hockey, and then cricket. And oh. and I also represented uh, India playing against uh, New Zealand, Australia, West Indies. And by the time the team were coming to India, 
and our Indian team was, women's Indian team was going to, in other countries, I was already here in U.S., which was like 1978 and onwards. So. And um, here I am with the World Financial Group as a financial professional, working for them since 1970, uh, 1970, no, sorry, 1980. Mm. And um, I'm also coaching children and women here in Tampa Cricket League. Uh, and going very well. I'm an all-rounder uh, just for girls and women to support i'm also playing with them as as needed or you know also played in uh, boston tournament north carolina atlanta a uh, couple years back uh, as a vice captain mm. and my achievement also with the mpca in indore india in the Indian uh, Cricket Association, um, with them as a life uh, member. Uh, now I'm also with the USA uh, Cricket Committee uh, for now, and uh, I think I'm um, I'm making a history. You're making history. History of my uh, profile, I should say, or <laughs> or. or <laughs> Or my uh, curriculum writing, you know, cricket. Uh, also was honored for um, four-year Government of India Merit Scholarship. I was uh, in the scholar. Uh, and I was also selected for a floor hockey team uh, when they were going to have um, Olympics. But uh, I was here in USA, so I could not attend that team uh, for India for floor hockey at that time. So um, my life goal in a straightforward, I want to say my goal is to provide, um, promote girls and women's cricket in the world and to be a part of it. And recently um, also with the Hall of Cricket Hall of Fame, I'm going to be inducted in October in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. All right. So that is my presentation profile. Uh, I want to say, I think I'm going to make a, a book out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah. Someday. Yeah. Someday. Yeah, someday. So I'm with a lot of experiences. Yes. Jatna, tell me, what was it like playing for India against the West Indies and Australia? Give us a little drop, backdrop there. Any any for, for, for me, honestly, when I saw, because you haven't seen me, right? I'm like a petite, five foot and skinny. So <laughs> when I saw West Indian <laughs> team, my, my legs were shaky at that time. Like, oh my goodness, I'm going to play against this team. <laughs> but, but it was a very good experience. And a couple of uh, players, uh, they are here in the U.S. I know them. Um... What is the name? Joan Alexander okay. and Patricia Whitaker. Whitaker, yeah, okay. Whitaker, yes. Can I, can I ask you a question there? Yes. You said you'll be inducted in the Hall of Fame in Fort Lauderdale. Where in Fort Lauderdale? 
Lord of Hill. Lord of Hill. Not for, oh, yeah, oh, sorry. I take that back. Lord of <laughs> Hill. Yes. I was going to say, even at the stadium, I know you can't be for Lord of Hill. So stadium, that, yes. That, 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 a $200 fine if you make that mistake again, but I'll give you a chance <laughs> this time. If you make oh, a mistake again, I thought again, it was $25. It was twenty five dollars. No, it, it just went up. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> only, only for me it went up. I know that now. <laughs> because, you, because you're special, Jasna. I am special. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I'm a priceless, I, I should say. And that that would that that would be when you said that will happen. <laughs> oh, this year, October. October. After all, so that, that, that's going to be when they have a tournament down here, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's three, okay. day, three days. Yes, uh, the yeah. World, world, three days. world Cup, yes. Uh, senior World Cup. It's a Friday Legends World Cup. It's starting on Tuesday yeah. and we'll end up Five with days? the Saturday and with mm-hmm. the induction yeah. ceremony on Saturday night at uh, Delroy Beach uh, Hilton Motel. Uh, I'll yeah. give you an update on that one later. Mm-hmm. But let me give you add some more details on Joe. It's a raw find for me. I mm-hmm. met her by surprise in uh, Boston when I was with the Silmarine to That's right. open that uh, <laughs> event. And uh, all of a surprise, I see the mother Patel walking on field, probably more danger than me, body-wise. I just <laughs> let me, you know. So since then... <laughs> Since I realized her background and what she has done, I asked her to join the bandwagon because U.S. cricket is on rise. We need lots of people to contribute their talent. And top of that, I always believe the way I talk with the West Indian people all the time, we must use our legends. The people who has played in the past has nothing to do with the age but their experience matters most. If we don't utilize yep. those resources, then the game is going nowhere. We can't rely too much on inexperienced players or inexperienced and inadequate coaches to move and develop this game. And she was up it after we meet. We are a frequently visitor. In fact, I visited her house twice during those coaching camps. And I love to say her husband is also a first-class cricketer. And I'm trying to bring them back into the mold where they can at least help few youngsters in the area. And that is what our high priority on all of us. Uh, just like I made the history last year as a first Patel, without playing first-class cricket, I was inducted in Hall of Fame. There's mm. another Patel, Joe, is making history as the first female cricketer from India. All right. Going Congratulations. Hall of Congratulations. Fame. And uh, that's Yay. another proud moment for all of us. Thank like you. We are linked with the cricket show as a family. That's uh, how mm-hmm. we consider, and that's what we are here every Sunday, to make sure that we join other panelists, we team up and talk about cricket, and to promote the cricket. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. While we are on this topic, I got to give you the good news for the all West Indies people. I'm not sure whether the Barbados media has covered or not, but our legendary opening batsman, Desmond Haynes, will be inducted in ICC Hall of Fame 2021. That has been official. Yes, we, no, we, we mentioned that earlier on. We mentioned it's that earlier on. Pride. 
Uh-huh. Yes, early on, but it's a huge pride for all of us at uh, one more legend well joining as well as Larry Constantine. So Larry Constantine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the point yes. is, uh, Desmond Haynes, I respect highly as the one of the leading opening batsmen from West Indies. He's the one coming from that Clive uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd era, where he joined his partner Gordon Greenwich and become the most dangerous opening pair in any form of cricket at that time, you know. And uh, every time he bats against India, we always had a fear about Hazman and Gaines. We always look for it. When are we going to have first wicket? You know, it doesn't matter which one is. When are going to have first wicket? And it, it's a, a very good honor for him. No doubt he missed out a opportunity to become a... West Indies team coach, because I believe when the administration changed, uh, we had a Desmond Hanks as a contender with the Phil Simmons to be part of the assignment. And it's unfortunately missed out. uh, With my opinion, I was the only one saying that Desmond Hanks cannot be coach at that time. Only reason is if you balance the two individuals, I respect both Phil Simmons and Desmond Haynes, but the Phil Simmons has at least some credit-worthy resume where he has some experience to build the team or work with the team, where Desmond Haynes is coming as a purely a legend. That was the only difference. I will not say he's not a good coach, but he missed out because of the West Indies' need at that time to rebuild the team. But again... I already sent the message, and we are appreciating what he has done. And I will try my best to bring him on the show so we can uh, recognize his achievement and we can discuss with him. Yes, indeed. We, 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 I had the pleasure of interviewing him some years ago, and he told me about the wicket he has taken. You know he got a, he got a test wicket? Yep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and who, who t- took the catch? By the way, by the way, that's only opening batsman from West Indies has taken Test wicket. How about that? Oh, okay. Yes, he picked that up. Right. Good. Well, let's bring in Simon. Jets, uh, thank you so much. We appreciate you. And whenever you have anything to share with us, we are so delighted to have you. Just put your hands up. Just press one on your phone, and we'll bring you right in. So thanks a lot for that presentation, and we wish you well. And congratulations on your selection for the Hall of Fame come uh, later this year. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. Simon, you're on. You said you were going to visit Jatsna. Good evening to you, Mr. President. Leon and Dennis, good evening. Cardinal, I have heard you. Hope you are with us. Audley, I know you're with us. Virgil, I heard you. Mr. Patel and Jatsna, I must congratulate you on becoming the Hall of Fame. And Ivo, if you're listening to us, Mr. McKenzie, and all our faithful uh, listeners all over the world, hope everyone is well. Safe. So happy to be back with you, men. Thank you Ladies, so much, Mr. Simon. Mm-hmm. You are Simon, very welcome to do well for cricket in America. And anything that is going to promote cricket here, I'm all for it. Like I said in the show before, they had a great bank robber in America, he used to rob banks three, four times. He goes before the judge. Judge said, why do you keep robbing banks? He said, well, that's where the money is. So America is where the money is. 
That's why we want to have the best cricket team. So they yes, will make yes. a lot of money. And I hope everyone had a wonderful week last week, and we're hoping yes. for a much better week this week. Amen. Your question for us, we're waiting with bated breath. Okay, yes, because you had so many things, good things to say. Okay, my question is, um, when I was in England, there was a law, there was a, I must phrase it correctly, there was an unwritten law that a fast bowler wouldn't bowl bouncers to batsman number the nine, Islanders. 11. Okay, is this still in effect? That's the first no. part of the question. No. The second part of the question, do you agree with it? No. No, because by, we, we, we don't have no genuine... Really, we have genuine... Somebody is doing something. Get in, knock the feedback. Yeah, go ahead. I got it. I got it. Go ahead. So I say no. What say you guys? I, I don't see where that has been rescinded. I don't know. Well, it was, I, it was, was I, it I think law? it's been played. Was it wasn't an unwritten law? Oh, it's an unwritten law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My own. My, 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 my answer, Simon, it's an unwritten rule, and I think it is still in effect, although mm-hmm. I do remember in the 60s when the West Indies played England in a test match, and uh, John, I think it was uh, Derek Underwood and uh, possibly Alan Nobra at the crease, and eventually, after they batted almost a day, I think the West Indian finally threw a bouncer at Derek, Under, Derek Underwood, which struck him somewhere on the upper part of the body. And uh, the English press and sports fans and so on were all over the West Indies for doing that. And, of course, the West Indies' response was, well, he batted a whole day, so now he's no longer a tailender, he's a batsman. So, no, I think the rule is still in effect, and I do agree with it. You said the, the rule is still in effect. It's, yeah, okay. You can do it, yeah, because I've seen. Well. But who, who is next? Who is next? Anyone wants to? Sorry, I can, I sorry, can add uh, to it. Uh, I can add to it. I don't see a official law or a rule for that. It was used to be. And then what happened is people started bowling no bouncer was fun. So as soon as they removed what happens, they were bowling more bouncers at the tail enders. And even today, if you look at the average deliveries, sort of line deliveries are more towards the tail enders than the front line batsmen. Okay? And because of that effect, the law, the real law is like one bouncer per over is still in effect. It doesn't matter which batsman you are bowling or means which batsman you are batting on. Either way. So I will say it does not exist and it's not official to enforce for any empire. It's technically allowed to bowl bouncers, but the limit is there. Only one bouncer per over towards the tail enders. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else? No, I, 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 just came, I just came back. I didn't even hear the, the answer. Sorry. Um, if the ball and bouncers to tail enders. Is official is is um no more. Although we 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 said it was um 
an unwritten law or unwritten rule? It, it, yeah, I think that, uh, I know it was like an unwritten rule, as, as you truly said, because um, I said, oh, okay, um, because uh, especially a fast bowler bowling bunks to another fast bowler, you know that, hey, hey, when my time comes to bowl, you're going to be chasing some of that too, you know? So it was more like out of respect, you know, don't do it to me and I won't do it to you. Or, or if you do it to me, I'm certainly going to do it to you. So um, Mr. Patel is pointing out, pointing out there that there are certain you can bowl more than one to a tail end. I, I, I'm really gonna, not going to contradict him. I don't know. Um, but but I, I know it, it's limited. There's a difference in ODI and a difference in test cricket, you know. So so, so it, there's a difference. When you are low, how much bounces you are low to bowl in one over some some um it is one in, in and some other instances just two in a over. So it, it varies. Now the, the second part of the question is do you agree with it? Oh no you agree? Agree with what? You agree with if with bowling bounce there's no tail there's no tail in this man. I mean, no, no, <laughs> number, eleven bat, number eleven batsman giving you problem sometimes yeah. more more than the number three and number four. So it all depends. Yeah. It all depends on who the number eleven is. But if you want to okay. get you want to get them out, you have to prepare to take some fire, and especially more likely the, the number eleven is going to be a fast bowler, so he can also return the fire. Yeah. Wow. Not, not only but that, we have to remember. No. We have to remember the last series in Australia when India went there. Uh, look at how many bouncers they deliver. Not yeah. just opening batsmen, but up yeah. to the number Everybody. eleven. Yeah. According yeah. to the law and the rule, you are allowed to bowl one bouncer one. about the shoulder, but does not limit you to bowling anything at the chest high. All sort of deliveries you can target. Doesn't matter which batsman is out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let me give my part on that. I don't agree. I'm, I'm, I don't agree with no rule will tell you how much bumper to bowl to a tail end than how much bumper to bowl to an open batman. So I wouldn't agree with none of that rule whatsoever. But now you only allow the ball. Oh, you got one bumper. If you go overhead, they call it. If you go overhead too much, they say it's a wide, and you only ball low. But one, one bumper to 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 a bowler. But some 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 control into it because if, if they don't they don't if they don't have fast bowler they don't want to put something like that out there. But when they have fast bowler they want to change it. So I, I, it's something that I would not agree because you, as I say you don't have a tail and tail and they're making two hundred look at Gillespie I think make two hundred or something like that in one game is a, hmm? is a, is a tail in the Batman. So not one you bowl any ball to get the Batman out. Any ball to get the Batman out bigger. Same ball ball into the the, the open bat. Same ball ball into to the to the um the the tail ender. Yeah. Oh, Tina Best Nick ninety five. Tina Best Nick so Jetna was not available. Okay. Okay. Okay, no, Simon. I, I, I'm with we you. Want, we want to do uh, a question to you quickly, and this is on my mind. Um, okay. Western has had a, had a concussion substitution. Therefore, the batsman who was injured 
with not bat. Another batsman come into to replace him as a substitute. Should the runs be scored to the batsman that comes in to replace him, or should it be score put on the batsman who was injured? And uh, well, uh, I would think um, in the spirit of the game and in fair play, if you're replacing me. I would think that your runs would go to me. That's how I would think. Nope. In, in, you know, in the fairness of the game and um, gentleman game and all that, I would say the runs that you're making, you're making for me. So I would say they would go to me. No, I disagree well, with that. <laughs> I know I asked the question too because I know it would cost. But what about this feel about Go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. I, the, the, the reason why I think it will go to the new the, the substitute batsman is because this particular uh, condition was negotiated on both sides of the the um, you know by both competing sides, so that it doesn't make any sense for you to give it to the batsman who is no longer available. Because remember, Powell now comes in and he's recognised as a team member, so. In any statistics, he will be so designated. And so the run should go to Powell that he scored and not to Bonner because he's out injured. Well, what do you make of Weston is playing with 12 players instead of 11? Well, it can be done as long as the, 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 um, the cricketing bodies agree to this. All right. But the same thing happened in, in England. Remember Blackwood back yes. in England? He came in as a concussion yeah. um, replacement. So it, it's just a replacement. He's not really playing with because all, all 12 are not playing at the same time. He comes in as, right. a, as a replacement. There's a law that, um, that caused that yeah. to happen. No. Yeah, and Labashini, when, when he came in, it was the same right. thing. And he, and he and made a pile of runs and continued to pile it up right now. So... um. It's not a matter of playing it with 12. That person is out of the game because he was replaced because of the special circumstances. And that's no understandable. Yeah, anybody has anything different? Everybody understands that? Quickly. The runs must come as the replacement run, not to the replacement run. Yeah. So. We asked just uh, a question there to escalate in the news. Gentlemen, uh, England versus New Zealand. And uh, give us your take on the India versus New Zealand. And we want to touch quickly the upcoming Test Championship, New Zealand versus India. Who want to go first? New Zealand versus India. Who is going to win? And just give us your take. Who is going to win our one? What the dog? <laughs> no. No, New Zealand, India, I said, you know. Oh, New Zealand, oh, oh, sorry, India. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Test Championship. Test Championship, sorry, New sorry. Zealand versus <laughs> India. Okay, Coming let, up let me go first. For, 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 go for the bowling that I see India have, I'm not about India. For, the ball, for what I see New Zealand doing right now, I would have oh, go with New Zealand. Sorry. I mean, you see, New Zealand been performing, these guys been performing real good, especially the bowlers. The left-hand bowlers, as usual, been swinging the ball and doing real great, and that's what I like to see. So I'm going to go with New Zealand. Anybody else want to come in? Dennis, what about you? Or, or yeah. you want 
What? Yeah. Uh, as far as the, the England, one quick comment on the, um, the England uh, New Zealand test. Um, what I see here is where Joe Root fails, England fails, which shows that you just cannot depend on one player to carry the team. You need to have a team contribution. And as far as the England, New Zealand, and uh, India. At the moment, I think the odds are in favor of New Zealand simply because they are practicing hard matches right now, whereas India is uh, at the moment not into some first-class game. So they might be going in with an advantage. So New Zealand might take it, but I'm not ruling India out at all. Not ruling India out at all. Anybody else who want to come in? Virgil? Uh, all right, my, you, you know, my number two team is India, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. I have to go with India. Um, I, I would say, according to what is happening now, um, New Zealand, they're, having, they're, having, they're playing cricket right as it is right now, and they're playing the top England yeah. at home, and they have beaten England at home. So you would have to say they are definitely the favorites. But then, um, as Virgil rightly also pointed out about the, 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 the bowling attack, you're talking about um, they, even the giant fast bowler. What, Jamison is not in, in this one? Yes. <laughs> and I mean, w- w- Jamison is in? Yeah. No, Jamison is in this one? Yeah. I, I, James, thought, I, thought, yeah. He was, I, thought, I thought he was being rested or something like that. But, no, but wait. Then, oh, then in, you, this you, match, in this match. In this match, yes. This match, yes. Sorry. In, yes. What, what yes. I mean in, in, James, in the team to slip. No, yeah, I'm talking about this match. Yeah, so, no, so the when, match you Jameson, no. when you have Jameson teaming up with Bolt, Saudi, and, and Lucky Ferguson. Oh, oh. Um, Lucky Ferguson the, the the attack, team. Uh, the yeah, no, Henry, Henry. Henry, Henry, Henry. 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 With Henry. Mm-hmm. I, I can, and, and Henry was named a team player of the series, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that, yeah. guy, that guy is good in... Um, New Zealand has a bowling attack that can take any other team apart right now. Sheer peace. Right? Um, India will have to counter with... Um, they, they, have, they have Bumrah, yes. Uh, um, they have Shami. And uh, I've seen um, Siraj, you know, those guys coming. But I tell you, um, they have a mixture with, with uh, Ashwin and, and Jadeja. They, they, they all round things up. I, I gotta tell you, it's a hard. It's gonna be a hard <laughs> fought battle. Yes, yes, it, it's gonna be a <laughs> hammer and thumb. But you know, I, I think New Zealand should go in as a favorite. But I'm still going with India as my second team. I have to go with India. New Zealand should go in as a favorite. Now, India, New Zealand is the the, the number one ranked team in the world now. J team. Yes, because they have just beaten England. Yeah. I'm going for New Zealand. I'm going for New Zealand. Even I love to have India win, but the wow. way the India's preparation is going yeah. and India is coming after a long rest under this COVID, absolutely, I don't think any of the player is being uh, practicing any games because there are no games in India where right. the New Zealand is in action right now against England. So what it means if the New Zealand is healthy after this series from England, they will definitely have an upper age to beat India easily. No, I wouldn't say easily because Pant, 
Pant is a difference for India. Pant can... Liad, can Liad, yes, we have seen, we have seen what Indian batting lineup is when you collapse for 36 all out in Australia on a good day under the pink ball. England is a very similar situation. New Zealand has a couple of good ballers who can destroy any lineup on any given day, especially Jamison. Then you got Usain Bolt, and they have their own uh, young fellow. So there are like three ballers who can destroy the any lineup. And you playing in England means you are like playing about 40% of the New Zealand weather right there. And we always know that how tough it is to play New Zealand in New Zealand. Only advantage you get in England while you play against New Zealand is a bigger field compared to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And a little bit more uh, uh, temperature than the New Zealand weather. But I believe at the moment, looking at the condition, how the teams are coming to compete after what in last three months, that's what the New Zealand has the advantage. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else think differently? How about you, Mr. J- Mr. Dennis? Did you say any? Give your thoughts? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I spoke earlier on on this topic. Remember, I said New Zealand was uh, currently involved in plenty of heavy first-class practice, whereas India is not. So I believe that uh, New Zealand has the edge, but I would not rule India out of this one. You would rule India out, right? I, I no, I would not. I would not. I think they. Have no, I, I'm not going to rule out India either. I'm not going to rule out India, but I think think that um, New Zealand would have the edge, but India has yeah, the they, guts. Uh, India has the guts to go down and fight to to it. Ashwin, and if they play Jadeja and Ashwin, those guys can pull out any hole if you get a uh, a collapse up there. And they got this guy, Pant, is the difference between the two teams. And for, Austria, for New Zealand, okay, Jameson, and that left arm guy there, boy, he, he is... Henry, Henry. Not Henry. Not Henry. I not don't Henry. think he's going to play. I Bolt. don't think he's Not Bolt. Not Jameson, is this? Not, not Jameson. Latham. Latham is the opener. Oh, you mean the opener? The opener. Oh, oh I, I, left arm. Left arm. Left arm. The new, the new, the new guy that came in there. Yeah. No, he's not new. He, 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 um, the short one. Yes, short left arm. Yes. Um, I should remember the name more than anybody else. What? Um, and we both. Wagner, Wagner, Wagner. Wagner, Wagner. Yes. Wagner. Same time saying that I'm, I'm Wagner. Neil Wagner. Yeah, so yeah, I, Neil Wagner. I saw Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> Neil Wagner. That guy is. Yeah, man. Is... If, if they play those two left arm bowlers, man, it's big trouble. But you, you know, you know what? I'm just looking at, um, looking back at the series. I know it's a different place and different time, but looking back at the at the um, the tattered in Indian team that was, you know, bruised and battered and you know, left with, you know, 
players that you say, okay, they would have made their debut should all the other players were, were fit and ready. And 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 yet they 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 stayed in Australia and and um, beat Australia, you know, to 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 pull off that series. So um, while I also join with everybody to say that um, New Zealand should have the upper hand, the fact that they are playing cricket non-stop, you know, for the past some couple of months, while in the, the Indians are not. But I'm still not gonna not gonna uh, wipe them out, you know. Um, no. Write them because off, and say, you know, they can. Right, right. Wilkinson, Wilkinson, Wilkinson is, is is not. Well, he didn't play this much. He was they say he was is not well, but I don't know if he'll get well for Friday. Mm-hmm. Let, let's hope. Go ahead. As you were saying, Orly. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, last week, just like something slightly different, but from last week, I, I said I was going to um, give these um, um, what they, what what were recorded as the uh, regarded rather as the top five knocks, the top five run scorers. They are actually the top five run scorers in the World Test Championship, running up from uh, 2018 to until now. Yes. So, um, um, Rahani. Rahani would be at number five, 28 innings. He made at 1,095 at 43.80 with 305 fifties. Uh, high score, 115. Second would be Ben Stokes. Um, when it comes to Ben Stokes, 32 innings, 13,000 and, I mean, 1,334 1, runs, average of 46, 400. And 650s high top score of 176. Um, then co- followed by Steve Smith, 22 innings, 1341 runs, average 63.85, 400 and 750s, a high score of 211. Then Joe Root, a lot of innings, 37 innings, 1660 runs, average 47.42. Uh, 308.50s with a top score of 288. And the number one, Marlaboshene, of course, 23 innings, 16.75 runs, average of 72.82, 105.50s, nine high score of 215. Those are the top five run getters in the Test Championship from 2018 come on down to um, this year, 2021. The five top knocks that is recorded and the five top innings leading up um, right down to the final here. And there we, we started with um, David Warner. David Warner's um, 335 um, is regarded as number five. Number four, Steve Smith, 144. And take it in mind, they are talking the, the condition, uh, um, uh, the situation at the time, and the, 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 what the match was in, you know, mm-hmm. what situation, the, the person, the condition that they play uh, at the time, and what, you know, the position the team was in. So all those are taken in consideration. So Steve Smith, 144 versus England at Ebbeston. And then Pant, 89 not out versus Australia at the Gabba is regarded as number three, right? He's 89 oh. Hello. not Hello. out. Good evening. And um, it's 89 Hello. not Hello. out. Uh, Simon. Hold on, Simon. Um, 
Okay, and um, Kyle Myers, Kazmil, Kyle Myers at number two, oh. which is 210 not out versus Bangladesh at Chittagram. They're regarded as the number two knock in the world championship. Now, and of course, we all know Ben Stokes, that famous 135 not out with Jack Leash and back at number 11 to pull off a big match versus Australia at Leeds. Um, is regarded as the number one knock in uh, the world leading up to the Test Championship. And special mention of Tom Latham, 135 versus Sri Lanka in Colombo. Another um, special mention of German Blackwoods, 95 versus England at Southampton. And there's also um, Fahad Alam, 109 versus South Africa in Karachi. So those are the special mention um, when it comes to the um, when it comes to the the um, best innings and so forth. When it comes to the to, to the bowling, the top five spells, and um, it will be five. Number five, Josh Hazelwood, five for eight versus India, and of course we all remember that what that thirty six, the infamous thirty six that were bowled out for in Adelaide. So number five. Josh Hazel Josh Hazelwood five for eight versus India. Number four, Jason Holder, six for forty two versus England at Southampton. Jason Holder number four six for forty two versus England at Southampton. Number three, Boomras six for twenty seven versus West Indies in Kingston. And remember that he took a, a hat trick in that in that six wicket hall. Boomras Six four twenty seven versus Western in Kingston. Number two, Pat Cummins four for forty three versus England and Manchester. Regarded number two, the second best spell in the champion leading up to the, te- to the final the Test Championship. And number one, James Anderson's six for forty spell versus Sri Lanka in Cali. So there goes the, from number five to number six. And special mention was Broad. Six for 31 versus West Indies and Manchester. And uh, Hassim Ali. Hassim Ali is 5 for 60 versus South Africa. And Royal Pindi. Uh, Aksar, Aksar Patel, 6 for 38 versus England and uh, Adamabad. And Jeffrey Archer, 6 for 62 versus Australia at the Oval. And finally, Mohamed Siraj. 5 for 73 versus Australia at Brisbane. So those are considered um, the best bowling figures and the special mention. So that's that's what I have here. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Audrey. Very useful, okay. useful information. Gentlemen, final thoughts what? from each person? Quickly, the first averages you gave, uh, Audrey, what was that where Labouchain was number one? What was that? Uh, who was that number five? Uh, number five was Rahani from yeah, India. Rahani. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Simon? I'm with you. Board? I'm with you. Yes. Okay. I just want to say, uh, gentlemen, um, once again, we're coming to a close of a very, very spirited show. It was really good. We're getting better and better all the time. Panelists with their answers and questions, and especially Jetna. I'm so happy to hear our progress about being um, in the Hall of Fame 
in cricket. And like I said, anything to promote cricket, I'm all for it. Uh, gentlemen, ladies, I want you to all have a very safe week this week and be safe. And we'll be back here on the show next week, Sunday, from 6 to 9 on the Cricket Show. Have a wonderful week, all. Good night to you all. And uh, Jetna, you have to answer, Mr. Simon. Uh, um, yes, Mr. Sir. Simon. Thank, Mr. thank you. Okay. Mr. Simon, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to be on the radio show as a host, and I will prepare myself for better next time, ask the questions, and um, I'm, I'm still in a learning mode, so please um, excuse me for that. <laughs> I think you're doing very well, Jetna. You're doing very well. Nice to have you. Uh, Leon, Leon, before you go any further, um, yeah, before you go any further, um, Ivor, Ivor said his hand has been up for the past, so um, try get Ivor in. Oh, yeah, okay, I saw him, but his hands wasn't up. Yeah, okay, go, come on in, Ivor, come on in, Ivor. Let's make way for Ivor. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I like that. No, good evening, gentlemen. Um, good evening. Good evening, Ivor. For me, this is just summarize West Indies. Um, Hello? Yeah, yeah. Uh, someone need to go on mute. Uh, someone need to go on mute. Uh, with some uh, conversation coming through. Now, I should be finding out any excuses here for West Indies. But I'm going to say it here and now. They have no business batting first. Especially you have a young guy who you know you're going to pick at 19 years old. A speedster. Craig Batway just coming out of England did get a chance to really even play in the in the practice match. You have Azari Joseph, yes, he's coming back. What would have been better to have your bowlers have a go? And I can see, I cannot see for the life of me why we are sitting down on the radio stations and saying that Azari Joseph shouldn't play. Because he needs to take wickets. He needs he's doing more batting than bowling. But didn't we need his batting? Gentlemen, Steve Smith started playing cricket for Australia as a bowler. He became the number one batsman in the world and captain of Australia. If Azari Joseph has that ilk and that talent, let it be. Let him be. Only the armchair selector sit down and say he should play because he's making one but not taking wickets. Rubbish. Now, how can you start a home series with a makeshift opening batsman? The opponents already have one up on you, knowing that the cupboards are bare. And to rub salt in the wound, you bring in a concoction player. And you take out your regular opening batsman and put him to bat number three until your concussion player must go in and open. Then you were substituting your opening batsman in hope in the first place. It is garbage, rubbish, that the West Indies selectors and coach that they are doing to West Indies team. Utter rubbish, nonsense. They cannot operate like that and expect us to win anything. Hope is the opening batsman, along with Craig Batwit. He must go in and open. That's what you picked him for. You can't push him around and push him down the order now because you bring in a substitute, concussion opening batsman. Cricket is more than 88% mental. And if Hope was not prepared to open the batting, then he shouldn't have been in the team. Gentlemen, you all know 
If a team is batting second and they only require to make 10 runs to win a match, they don't put number 10 and number 11 batsmen and say, oh, it's only 10 runs, go knock it off. They still <laughs> go in with their opening regular batsmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They must say rubbish. And Craig Bartlett is a weak captain. Go along with that. Rubbish. I don't have any, uh, more time, Len, so... But thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you with the, with, the, with the position of the button, but the point is, I think, I always say that Craig Bartlett, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can't... <laughs> and, and Holder is still talking about trying to adjust right now to... But don't you see... That's what you have. Don't you see how how they use um, Rakim Cornwall as if he's not wanted? All Myers born yeah. in front of him? Yes. Rubbish, yes. nonsense. We, we sell out the match. And now we are blaming um, the West Indies. It's how it was orchestrated. They show you. I don't want you, Mr. Cornwall, but somehow he's in there. I don't want you, Mr. Joseph, but just tag along. We need to cut this insularity. It is there, big for all to see. And let's not cut any corners with them. Rub it in and tell them. The world is listening, and they need to hear it. They're doing foolishness in the selection and in the rotation of bowlers. Conwell can't be on there, not bowling, when you only make 97 runs and chase and everybody bowling in front of him and he's your, your front-line spinner. Front-line spinner <laughs> and you want sense. wicket. It is mm-hmm. nonsense. Thank you. Okay. Ivor, this, this quick quick word, Ivor, all I can say is I'm sorry you may have missed my comments earlier on this matter. And I think it was just as acerbic as yours. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll get it in the archive. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anybody else? Anybody else quickly? Come. I Where just want to say, okay. I just want to say uh, thank you very much. No, wait. Um, I'll see you on the radio next Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for coming on. We wish you well. Virgil? Hi. Yeah, as uh, uh, we come to another close of the cricket show, which I enjoy and I hope the, the panelists enjoy and the rest of the world listeners enjoy. Looking forward to talk to you again next week. And enjoy yourself, enjoy the weekend, and good night to each and every one of you. Yeah, good night too. Good night, everybody. Thank you very good much. Good night, Jetna. Good night, Jetna. Good night, Jetna. Good night, Jetna. Yes, thank you very much again. Good night. See you all uh, next Sunday. Yes, and good night. Good night, uh, night Virgil. Yes. Can I just say one thing? I realize, I realize, I ever come, I ever come into bat after all the shine off of my ball already gone, but it's okay. I'll, I'll know how to poop him next time. Okay, Jetin is gone. Who else is there? Virgil, Dennis, Dennis, your final thoughts. Thank you all for listening and joining. And those who did not join in, remember, you've just missed a great show. So come back with us next Sunday on the cricket show. Yes, indeed. Okay. Uh, Actually, actually, I would like to say they did not miss the the show. They can go back in the archive. Uh, Oh, yeah, they missed missed live like no, but of course they can go back in the archive blogtalkradio.com slash the cricket show and listen to the entire show because I, I, missed, uh, I missed the first one a quarter or, one, or 20 minutes thereabouts. So I'm going to go back in the archives 
and listen everything and the entire three hours of the show. So just in case you think you missed out, no, you can go back in the archives and listen everything. And of course, yes, so it's another wonderful show. Of course, I, as I mentioned, I missed a part of it, so I'm going to go back and listen. So um, we want to join us next week. But remember, I'm saying to the West Indies right now, the Japanese proverb that say, you fall down seven times, you get up eight. Right? So <laughs> just, <laughs> just make sure you know, stay down there. You get fall down seven, you get up eight. All right? So see you next week, John Dillon. <laughs> Final words from you, Ivor. Final words from you. Um, well, make it a great um, week, gentlemen. The real official summer starts on the 20th, so prepare yourself. We're still in the hurricane season. Stop up and be mindful of COVID. Be well, gentlemen. Yeah. Good night. Have a good, good night week. to all. Night. Wonderful show. Good night. I enjoyed seeing the hosts, and I hope everyone would have gotten sufficient to whet the appetite. Until next week, God willing. Good night, all. Good night, all.
Let's go.